Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. very much for joining me right here on off the script this is your aew dynamite post show for november 15th 2023 i am your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue inside my mother's basement thank you guys so very much for joining me on your wednesday evenings wherever you may be joined by my very good friend and co-host on wednesday nights shy town smart jesse what is going on man what's going on bro I don't know, man. I don't know. Apparently, uh, there was uh, ambulances too loud in the background. There was crickets too loud in the background. Apparently, the Mustang was uh, overheating on the way to the venue, man. Uh, this is what happens when I update OBS. Fuck them. Yeah, man. It sounded kind of weird that the car was drowning you out, man. Sounds well, good now, man. Yeah, sounds, sounds good now. Sounds, sounds good now. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, apparently, we're not drinking anything tonight because I didn't ask you what we're drinking this evening. But uh, I'm sober, bro. Yeah, yeah. You normally, uh, normally when these shows happen, man, Jesse and I gotta dissect the shows, man. If I did this show on a couple of old fashions, I don't know, man. Tony Khan may actually invite me to a scrum, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we know that's not gonna happen. Oh man. Um. Yeah, dynamite, dynamite tonight. I said it on social media. I feel better, bro. Thanks for asking. Jesus fucking Christ. Now my volume is too low. Now well, Jesse's I, louder than me. Okay, there you go, see? man. Let's bump me up, okay? See? See? Somebody was going to mention it. See? Somebody was going to mention it. You know what? I actually raised Jesse, and I lowered see? myself. Now you're going to have to deal with me at 11, okay? See? Fucking people, man. Somebody Jesus. complained last week that I was too low. So I made sure that I'm loud enough for everybody to hear me this week. Je I actually... Oh, God almighty, man. Jesse's mic is working good. You need a few drinks after this show. J.D. Low. J.D. Low. Bro, it sounds fine. Now, nah, you good, bro. All right. See? I don't know, man. People have... People, people are very picky, man. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be too loud because I'm I'm just naturally loud when I'm here with Jesse. I, I know I uh, I'm louder than him, and normally when we do Tuesdays with Drew, I'm a, I'm kind of I'm kind of mellow. You know, I'm not the way that I am when I go solo or when I'm with Jesse. But as long as we're there, as long as we are there, we got good volume. Everything's going. I don't. This is what happens when I have to update my fucking computer and OBS. Man, things got out of whack. It's not my fault. I'm sorry. I'll fix it after the show. It is what it is. I'll I'll bring myself down from what we talked about earlier. Okay. Okay. There you go. All right. Anyway, dynamite tonight. I said this on uh, on Twitter, uh, Jesse. I felt that AEW tonight did an admirable job for a go home show. It wasn't too much. It wasn't oh. too little. 
And I felt like if I could make an analogy, being that we're in uh, my mother's basement here, we got the drinks flowing tonight. You know, normally an old-fashioned calls for two ounces of your preferred whiskey. I feel like Dynamite and Tony Khan tonight, Jesse, I felt like they maybe did two and a half ounces of whiskey in that old-fashioned tonight. They gave you just a little, man. They gave you a little on top of what they normally give you. Wasn't terrible by any means, but the most important matches on Saturday's pay-per-view, they made feel important. Yeah, you know, so I spent the last um, couple of minutes before the show started tonight sitting and talking to my wife and just like just kind of just rubbing my head and she's like what's the problem i'm like i don't i don't know how to come at this show tonight I'm not gonna lie this yeah this yeah, well, it was one of them shows I, I feel you yeah yeah to me you know as i sit here and try to you know just go over the show and what we do a couple of friends talk about what we thought about tonight's wrestling show yeah and i don't know how to come at it because i don't like sitting here and just being the guy that just points out all of the bad and everything else. And at the same time, I, I, I feel like if I'm holding my tongue about what I felt about something, then I'm not being honest with you guys here. And I would rather be honest with the people here who are listening and them not like it rather than sit here and be fake and be phony and smile. And I know it's not how I feel about something. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of at two worlds about it because there was things on the show like you said, that made me feel like it was a pretty decent go-home show. But then there was other things on the show, on the show, on this big show, that just made me feel like, why am I watching this show? I, I So I, I just I just don't know how to come at it. So we're just going to take it segment by segment. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into what I thought about the overall show because it was just all over the place. We're going to go Segment by segment, I'm just going to be honest about what I thought about each individual segment, as honest as I can be with also trying to keep in mind that these men and women do bust their ass to do what they do. And that's where we should start. These men and women bust their asses to do what they do to entertain us. And I want to start with that. So that I can appreciate. All right, let's let's go segment by segment here. I want to start with the top of the most important things here in AEW, and that's MJF. And uh, the whole devil, who is the devil? We got some news on the devil today, who it's not. And I know uh, Jesse's been bombarded because Mr. Pepsi Man wanted to tweet out a picture of him in devil horns. And everybody was like, hey, man, is, is, she, is CM Punk? Is CM Punk going to be the devil, Jesse? <laughs> yeah, well, we can start with that. So I, I, I got some Twitter heat over the last couple of days. People... Just they and maybe it's because they know I'm tired of Pepsi Phil, but they love sending me all of these Instagram posts. I'm not on Instagram. They love sending me all of CM Punk's Instagram posts and all of the news and rumors that other sites put out there in regards to punk. And I got kind of tired of it. And I put out a tweet that said, look, I genuinely do not care to get all of these tweets about punk. And if you send them to me, I'm going to mute you or block you because I just don't care. And people get all offended about it. Like, oh, you should care. The thing is, I mean, simple enough, I, if, if news comes out about punk, I don't care. So why are you tagging me in it? Send it to some people who actually gives a shit. I don't care. I don't care. 
I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to read it. I mean, so if you're sending it to me and it's something I don't want, I'm going to mute you or block you. Pretend it's not punk. Pretend it's something about NFTs or just random porn or just something political or something I don't want. Then I'm going to mute you or block you because it's information that I don't want on my timeline. And people get so offended. Like, what's wrong with you? How come you hate them so much? It's not, it's not about me hating anyone. My timeline is being filled with something that I have no interest in. And I'm trying to get rid of it. And people get offended by this. Man. So so what you're what you're telling me is the 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 basis of the story here is you 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 prefer Coke over Pepsi. I just I mean <laughs> I don't man. this guy oh, man. this guy manages to keep himself relevant because whatever reason he loves it i don't know i don't know but he manages to keep himself relevant in the wrestling business enough so that if something happens i'll hear about it listen, i'll hear about it it's fine i'll hear about it listen, i don't need punk, i don't need 5000 followers all sending me shit about it punk is not the devil okay for everybody in the chat oh punk is the devil no he's not punk is not the devil tony khan is not going to sabotage aew collision for three months to ultimately reveal CM Punk is the higher power here. Right. Give me, give me a break. <laughs> right. Why would anybody? Why? Uh, we discussed this last night. Why would Warner Brothers Discovery sit down with Tony Khan and Tony? Can you imagine this meeting? Tony Khan brings up, yeah, you know what? We're gonna take CM Punk off of television and fake fire him because of an altercation at All In with Jack Perry, and then bring him back four months later as the devil in a yeah. big reveal for the MJF bidding war of 2024 storyline. But we're going to take him off television for four months and ruin Collision in the process. Yeah, I'm sure Warner Brothers Discovery loved that idea. Yeah, exactly. You fucking stupid. Oh, my goodness, man. Look at this fucking guy. Holy shit. There we where, go. Where are my sounds? Let me see if this works. <laughs> It's Zabdi with a $100 super chat. Oh, my goodness. He says, I've been watching you for the past two years. You're one of the reasons why I fell in love with wrestling again. Thank you for what you bring to the IWC. And screw anyone who goes against you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's Zabdi with a $100 super chat. Thank you so very much, man. I appreciate you being here. And thank you for being a loyal OTS VIP, man. Glad to have you here. Yeah, People so why, why so, would Warner Brothers, Jesse? Why would Warner Brothers do that? So this was this was basically my same argument when I said that this whole um, brawl out thing was not a work. I said the same thing. Like, why would they come up with this big work that's going to involve this kind of drama and this kind of crap that's going to keep them off TV and this and that? And at the end of the day, it's not good business. And people still didn't believe it. Oh, it's a work. It's a work. So now here we are again, fast forward, and people are saying it's probably punk. Like this, like you just said, this is not good business. You no. took them off TV for all this time, all this shit going on, all this negative stigma around your company, all why? For a big work. It's not a work. Listen, he's not at Survivor Series either. He's not showing up in Chicago. I'm sorry to disappoint you guys. If he shows up in Chicago, I'd do a podcast that night without a hat on. Come on. I mean, I don't care if he does or he doesn't. I, I know, but, but people are making a big deal about it, and obviously his name is now linked to the devil, okay? So the devil is the story. With MJF, they, they attacked uh, whoever these people were. 
Now, reportedly, I'll do an extra on this tomorrow. I'm not going to get into the entire report here, but I'll take the biggest piece of information uh, out of the SAP story on Fightful Select, Jesse. He says that the people who are playing the roles of the Foot Clan, or whoever these people are, 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 the, are the people that are going to be uncovered and unveil, uh, 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 or revealed, uncovered as the people, as uh, the, the servants of the devil. So whoever's playing the roles on TV are the people that they've chosen. Yeah, I, re- I read that too. So I know we talked about that. Like, and and I, we did not say that the people behind those outfits were definitely not going to be in the reveal. We said that there was a good chance those people might not even be the people. And so now per this report, you know, it doesn't make it law, but per this report that they actually are being played by the people who are going to be in the reveal. Okay, yeah. which is fine. Okay, fine. And that's what it is. Maybe that has something to do with who um, the reveal is going to be. So, which is great. So what does that tell us? So if, if they're the actual people, then there was nobody who was released by WWE within a 90-day non-compete clause. That eliminates those people immediately. So it's not Ali, it's not nope. Ziggler, it's not Boogs, it's not any of those guys. Nope. So you can immediately nix that shit in the asshole, okay? Goodbye. Yep. I so mean, Sap goes on to say that people within the company know the identities, several people in the company know the identities of those who have portrayed the character in the past, but have done well at keeping it quiet, meaning the devil. Those that uh, they spoke to, you know, obviously know, and those they spoke with believe it is not CM Punk. Whoa. Okay. And it would be a huge work on those in the know if it is. But again, I mean, it doesn't make logical business sense for it to be CM Punk. The report from SAP also cited that Dr. Britt Baker. Hi, Britt. How you doing, Britt? Listen, I I may need a a cleaning soon. Is it okay if I call the office? Seriously. Mm. Imagine Britt giving me a cleaning, bro. Yeah, she probably... No, let me me stop. Let me stop. (laughs) Let me stop. We squashed it. No, seriously, I'm I'm due for a fucking dental cleaning, man, one of these weeks. Uh, But it's not Britt Baker, uh, and her name was also linked to uh, the rumors, which, uh, again, I don't know why Britt would even be in discussion. That would be great for her. And if it's Adam Cole who ultimately is the devil, I mean, I'd love to see a, a power couple there being played out on television. To go against MJF, that would be great. But if it is Britt Baker, who's the devil pulling all the strings as the higher power, where's the payoff there? There is there is no payoff. Yes, I was going to say that. Like, how do you? Yeah. There, there's, you just booked yourself into a massive corner that way. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's, it's not Britt Baker. So. The lo- lo- logic, the logical, logical money tells us it's it's just Adam Cole. That That's who it should be. That's probably who it is. So the, the moral of the story here is. AEW knows who the devil is. You know, we could joke around about how they don't have long-term booking and that's gone out the window. According to this report behind the paywall for Fightful, they know who the devil is. And people in the company know who the devil is. So A, that's good, positive. B, I better see the reveal and it better be a huge fucking deal when we do see it. It can't be Jack Perry- it can't be Sammy Guevara. It can't be Dolph Ziggler when his contract is uh, fully expired from WWE. It can't be none of these people. Because I'm assuming yeah. we're not going to get it at full gear. We're going to get the reveal more than likely at World's End because that's, you know, to me, 
the name of the pay-per-view that they've built around this uh, MJF storyline arc right now where, you know, his past is coming back to haunt him and, you know, uh, there's uh, several several different people in the company trying to take everything away from him and then, you know, it kind of leads to world's end. His world is going to end. The most important thing to him is going to be taken away from him. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, I'm glad we got some clarification on that because yeah. MJ, MJF did address the devil and he did say tonight, whoever stole my mask, you know, when I get you, I will find out who you are and there will be hell to pay. Now, yeah, MJF, you a bit breaker. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. And, and Jesse, he did say that he will find them and they will pay. And a lot of people are even throwing MJF's name into the hat as possibly being the devil, like Jay White did tonight. And even uh, Roderick Strong believes that MJF is the devil and he's playing everybody. So uh, MJF, I'm going to add to the list of names here. Britt, CM Punk, any of these ex-WWE guys, Jack Perry, Sammy Guevara, no, 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 no. And MJF is a big no as well. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you here. I don't think, I don't think, I'm not even going to address CM Punk as the devil. That's just fucking ridiculous. I'm fantasy, not even going to talk Fantasy about world. That. Yeah, not even going to do that. I don't think, for me personally, I don't think anyone is ruled out at being a logical or a good reveal for the devil. I don't think anyone is ruled out except MJF. That's the only one. It cannot be. Outside of that, I'm not saying anyone else would make sense. I'm just saying I'm open to hear the story that you're going to tell. So if it's Sammy, you know, if it's Kyle O'Reilly, if it's if it's whoever the fuck it turns out to be, let me hear the story, you know? Maybe you got something there. Maybe you got plans. Maybe even if it's the origin of a story, then you have big main event plans for this person that's gonna, and this devil role is going to catapult them to the main event scene. Let me hear the story. But MJF, it cannot be. That's the only, only reveal that's going to make me say this was all stupid. Yeah. Other than that, if it's somebody I don't understand, like, I don't get that one. But let's hear the story. What you got? You know? So I want to hear what they get. It just can't be MJF. It just can't be MJF. Well, the other thing with MJF is he is very reluctant and very hesitant on picking a tag team partner to battle the gun club at the pay-per-view during the zero-hour pre-show, okay? Now, there are people, and we discussed this on TNT with uh, with Drew last night, he is uh, not really a fan of the world champion wrestling on the zero-hour pre-show as the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. You know, I, I wasn't really uh, in the camp of, yeah, and it's a problem. You know, it's innocent enough where it does fit into the story, so I don't really mind it, but I get why people would be upset with MJF. The only problem that I have with MJF wrestling on the pre-show and ultimately wrestling twice on the show is there's, there's just a risk of injury. You don't want, you don't want that to happen. You know, the more you do something, the more likely an injury is going to happen in this case, pro wrestling. So that's the only reason why I, I, I don't like it, but you know, all roads are leading Jesse to him picking Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is the only one that's basically offered his help and, and, and MJF, you know, he did get his ass beat tonight by the bullet club and I feel like he's going to have no choice but to take Samoa Joe up on his offer and they will battle the guns on the zero-hour pre-show. It, it can't be anybody else there. So here's what I like about the Samoa Joe dynamic here. Joe is a killer. Joe is a big, mean motherfucker that nobody wants to mess with in that ring. I, I, I'm almost 
don't know, maybe I'm just fantasy booking this shit, but what if we get um, a, a nice little face turn from Joe? Everyone know that Joe is coming after Max in that title. He wants that title. He's coming at him. Joe is watching what Max has to deal with. He's watching Max go out there and be a fighting champion. He's watching Max go out there and, and try to do what's right by the world title. And at the end of the day, while Joe was watching Max take all of these beatdowns and everybody's coming after him, at the end of the day, when, when Joe has his opportunity to get his world title shot, maybe Joe says, you know what? This fucking guy is fucking trying. These guys are fucking being dicks. Maybe I will just fucking back the guy, you know what I'm saying? And then it, maybe we get a nice little cool little face turn from Joe for the meantime. And then we'll come back and double down on that face on that heel turn later on. But in the meantime, it's like one of those who saw Samoa Joe having some kind of empathy for the for the for the for the fighting drive that, that Max has and decides to, you know what? The guy is doing right by me. He's he, he's giving me my opportunities. He's trying to do what's right. And these assholes are trying to beat him down. I'll fucking save him. Or even maybe he wants to save him from getting this beat down because he wants Max healthy for his title shot. You know, a couple of those things might apply. But the obvious thing is Joe wants to kill him because he wants his title. It would be kind of a surprise if Joe turns out to say, you know what, I'll put my title aspirations on hold for a little bit to back up Max because... Like he, he did shake his hand at the end of that last match, you know. Like, I was just I gotta, gonna bring I was just gonna bring that up. That handshake that handshake meant a lot, and, and people yeah. probably are overlooking that. That wasn't something that Joe did because I'm sure he did because it was a great match with MJF. But I do feel like that handshake was more a part of a storyline than anything because we, we're seeing, you know, Samoa Joe could attack MJF anytime he wants. He could fucking take him out, choke him out, and, and do whatever. Be. But he hasn't done that. And, and Joe is playing this legit badass. But he yeah. also has some sort of respect for MJF. Exactly. I, I, he can respect this man going out and fight. He's defending tag team titles by himself. Out there trying to get his title back by himself. Everybody's turned his back on this man who's out there fighting. Like, I respect that. You know, Joe, Joe is a killer, but Joe is a reasonable man. You want to go out there and fight for your survival? Joe will be right there with you, you know? So I can see. I can see Joe coming to assistance. But then maybe later on in turn, like like I said, I still want my title shot. So instead of stabbing you in the back, I'm gonna come at you in the face after we take care of our business first. So I this I think this Samoa Joe dynamic is very, very, very interesting, especially since he's now has nothing to do with that ROH title stuff. He is focused on the main event scene on yeah. Dynamite. I love it. Yeah. Is Samoa Joe the guy to take the title off of MJF at World's End? Certainly, Ooh. look. It's certainly looking like it. Yeah, it's sh it's shaping up that way. I don't know if it is that way yet, but it's certainly kind of leading in that direction. Yeah, as of right now, right now, as far as popularity goes, there's only two men in the company that's in a position to be um, uh, credible to dethrone MJF. That's Adam Cole and Samoa Joe. Yeah. Now Wardlow's going to play a factor in this. I don't know where he is uh, going <laughs> to play. A factor in it. Wardlow is not the devil, no. by the way. Wardlow is not the devil. Wardlow may be a part of the devil's crew, but he's yeah. not the devil. I do think Wardlow is going to have a uh, a hand in MJ of losing the championship when that time comes. But yeah. again, the the best thing about this is that we don't really know where it's going to go. Now, my 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 opinion still stands. I still think it's Adam Cole. I I think it's a mixture of undisputed era or the kingdom. 
You know, I think it's just that crew. And I feel like even now, you know, he could legit be injured. It could all just be legit. And I was wrong the entire step of the way. But there's just something in the back of my mind where it is going to be revealed that Adam Cole is the devil. I mean, to me, he's simple. It makes the most sense. I know it's predictable, but, you know, predictable is not bad in this case. You know, and a lot of people think predictable is a bad thing. No. Because it leads to a whole nother fucking, you know, story between Adam Cole and MJF. And it really lends itself to being the story. Every time MJF opens himself up and lets people in, he ultimately gets disappointed. You know, this is the one time that he's fully let his guard down with Adam Cole. The story to me, the greater story is Adam Cole betrayed MJF when everybody thought it was going to be MJF betraying Adam Cole. And that's where the story to me is. And that's where it fits best. You know, and MJF talked about it tonight. He mentioned that every time he lets his guard down, he's got, he's got nobody. He doesn't let people, you know, he doesn't let people in easy. And, And to me, it just makes the most sense. I'm sticking with Adam Cole. It could be Adam Cole. Um, what if, what if this is one big humongous swerve in regards of what if it's none of these guys? What if, what if it's Kenny Omega? It could be Kenny Omega. I mean, the, the Bucks in the beatdown. What if it's Kenny Omega? I don't know. I don't think anybody's thinking Kenny Omega, which would oh. kind of lead to it maybe being Kenny Omega, but I'm not, I'm not really banking on. Kenny Omega. Here's what, I, here's what I love. This storyline is great for AEW. It's literally the best thing they have going on in a sea of negativity around them right now. Yeah. Um, They need to deliver. Yeah. They need to deliver on this mess. Like you just mentioned um, the higher power. The, the higher power reveal is one of the biggest reveals in the history of WWE. Yeah. You know, this reveal is already, because of their short history, this reveal is going to be the biggest reveal in AEW history. They need to deliver. Yeah. And by the way, no, the, the reveal is not going to be Tony Khan. And I see people in the chat, JD, it's Will, it's Will Ospreay. How, could the, how the fuck could it be Will Ospreay when it's already been reported by several outlets that Will Ospreay's contract is not up until February 2024? Why would they give Will Ospreay that spot when he's not set to be with the company yet? Who the fuck knows if he's even going to be there? Yeah, no. This is big. Yeah. This is big. This is huge. And I hope they play it out the right way. Um, this storyline can carry them right into 2024. So this is good stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about this. And uh, I'm sticking with my guns. So uh, we will uh, see what happens in the coming weeks. I'm excited for Saturday. I'm excited for that MJFJ white match at uh, Full Gear in the main event for the Triple B. It's going to be a great match. And maybe we'll get uh, another couple of seeds planted for the devil, and maybe we'll see something happen there in regards to that. Uh, The other thing I want to talk about, we'll get to the show. Tony Khan went on social media today and actually did something that he should have did with the past three announcements. He made an announcement on social media and didn't hide it behind a ratings grab. Today he goes on social media and he says that he is going to sign a major free agent. At full gear, he says AEW has agreed to terms with one of the world's best wrestlers, a pro who is known and respected by virtually every AEW fan. 
They will come to L.A. to sign their contract this Saturday at full gear. Now, I see a lot of people. I see a lot of people saying that, oh, yeah, this is Will Ospreay. Again, Will Ospreay's contract is not up until February 2024. Why would that be the case? I don't think that's the case. And I would find it very hilarious if Tony Khan went you know, above and beyond to talk to Bushiroad and New Japan to buy out this man's contract and offer him the fucking world so that WWE doesn't even get a chance to negotiate with him. I would find that hilarious, Jesse. What, what do you think about that? Mm, no. No. It just, uh, it just don't. I would wonder why Tony Khan spent a crap ton of money for a free agent that he'll have access to in three months. I don't think it's Will Ospreay. I've no. seen some people saying it's Sammy Callahan. You know, it, it could be. You know, be. Pro, pro Wrestling Revolver has a show tomorrow night, a huge show, their biggest show ever, which you guys can watch on Fight TV. Uh, they are emanating from Los Angeles. So Sammy's going to be in Los Angeles anyway for full gear. So a lot of the rumors are, are, are kind of leaning towards Sammy Callahan that he signed with AEW, and I ultimately hope he ends up with, with AEW anyway because that's the best place for him. If he goes to WWE, you know, he's not going to be able to run Pro Wrestling Revolver anymore. So Sammy, Sammy Callahan is a legitimate guess. That That is a good guess. That, that's yeah. a good guess. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's subjective for sure uh, with the wording Tony Khan used here, one of the world's best. I don't know if people are going to think he's one of the world's best pro wrestlers, but Sammy Callahan is a main event level performer, no doubt about it. So uh, it could be him. Again, I have been very confident. And, and Drew's been very confident on Tuesday nights. We've both been saying this for weeks now. I know Jesse and I have been saying it. We kind of dumbed down the discussion because, you know, it's one of those cases of if it happens, it happens. When it happens, when it happens. But I'm sticking with Mercedes. I think Mercedes Monet is going to be announced on Saturday. I think she's going to be the one to sign a contract. I think she is the new signing for Tony Khan. Now, I did see Jesse. He did sign Kota Ibushi. He did put a graphic up with Ibushi on social media after Dynamite tonight. Ibushi is all elite. Uh, I don't think that this announcement has anything to do with Ibushi because there's no reason why Tony Khan would have made this announcement at 5.30 only to announce Kota Ibushi uh, after the show was over. This is a full-gear announcement. This is not Kota Ibushi. No, no, it's not Ibushi. Um, Mercedes is, um, uh, no pun intended, but Mercedes is uh, safe money um, to, to, to bet on right there. Um, I don't see why I wouldn't be Mercedes. You know, it could be Callahan. Um, outside of that, it, it does seem like he went out of his way to not reveal the gender of the of the reveal. So, yeah, he um, didn't say he or she. Yeah, at all. So that part was interesting. And when you say you start saying things like best in the, you know, one of the best in the world. It to me, that does seem like it would kind of limit your pool of who you're talking about. So Mercedes would fall into that. I love Sammy Callahan. I think he is one of the best in the world, but saying one of the best in the world is a little subjective because I, I think any professional wrestler with experience in one of the major companies, you know, in the world, they are one of the, all one of the best in the world. All right. So to, to me, that would, that would fit, but I could see people saying, no, I can't be Callahan because so, I'm going with Mercedes, too, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mercedes. I, I still see people talking about Punk in the chat. Punk has new merchandise 
on 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 on, pro, on, people... on pro wrestling tees. He bro, got fired from AEW. He didn't get fired bro. from pro wrestling tees. He's, he's got to make money to somehow. Listen to me. There are, and I've learned this. There are people out there who will believe. They will eat. They will swallow, and they will ingest anything that CM Punk feeds them. They don't care. They want to believe and let them believe. I mean, I like that that energy, but it's just not going to happen, man. And every time it doesn't happen, when something else comes up, it's punk. It's not the last time. When yeah. we get the devil revealing it's not punk, they'll come up with something else. When the signee is not punk, they'll be putting punk in something else. They are never, ever, ever going to let this man just go. Never. Uh, we got a comment here. Brudder. In the chat, he says, J.D. Wild, if you don't think Osprey is going to AEW. I never said he wasn't going Who to AEW. Said that? I never Who said he that? wasn't going to AEW. <laughs> you know, you guys, you, listen, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this as calmly and as nicely as I can. You need to fucking listen when I speak. I mean, what are you guys doing when I talk? I mean, are you doing something else? Are you lighting up a joint? What the fuck are you doing, man? Put the joint down and listen when I talk to you. Osprey is probably going to end up in AEW, okay? It gives him more leeway to do what he wants to do. He wants to work New Japan. He wants to live in the United Kingdom. Tony Khan's going to allow him to do that. They're only, you know, one time a week. So what I said was I think Will Osprey would probably do better in WWE under Triple H. That's what I said. Nope. Jesus People Christ. hear what they want to hear. I got tired of my timeline being flooded with a bunch of my followers sending me things about punk. I said to please stop it, and I don't want to hear it anymore. And then what I got was, you hate punk. It doesn't matter what it is. If you send me a bunch of stuff about birthday cakes, I will then tweet, please stop sending me shit about birthday cakes. And then people say, do you hate birthday cakes? Fucking God. Just nobody wants one thing spammed in their fucking timeline, dude. Nobody. No. Anyway, uh, we talked MJF. We talked this Tony Khan announcement. Those are the two biggest things that happened tonight. Uh, I do want to get into uh, my favorite part of the show, which was Adam Hangman Page, his promo, and the Swerve Strickland segment that built their match on Saturday at Full Gear, the Texas Death Match. Now, I know I've been excited. Jesse's been excited for this feud. Uh, their match at Wrestle Dream was fucking fantastic. I'm going to expect another banger on Saturday night. And I thought what they did was as effective for a hangman match, Jesse, than we've ever seen, I would say, uh, in AEW. I thought he was on point. I thought he was intense. He brought the heat. He had the fucking one-liners ready for Swerve. He talked about his personal life. His fiance, you know, left him. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, but Hangman really got personal being that Swerve broke into uh, Adam Page's home per storyline. Swerve didn't get any rebuttal here. So I'm thinking they're saving that for Saturday. But I thought this was an excellent segment. They sold the match tremendously. I can't wait to see it. And at the end, uh, I think we're going with Hangman to win this thing, bro, because I think this is going round three, and I think Swerve's going to get the win at World's End. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, I like how Swerve um, stayed quiet through all of this. I think Swerve said what he needed to say in his reactions, his facial reactions. I think Nana did a good job at, at selling Swerve's side of this. Nana took the heat in this segment. I like... 
everything about this segment. I think, I think Hangman and Swerve are grossly underappreciated with the feud that they're putting in with AEW right now. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a tremendous match. I'm very excited about that. We'll go over the dialogue on what Adam Page actually said. I got it here in my notes, but I thought that was a great segment. John Moxley sold his match with Orange Cassidy, and I'm looking forward to that as well. I am, I may be wrong, but I'm going with Orange Cassidy winning the championship uh, or winning the match and retaining the championship, and we got another bomb here. Oh, my goodness. Jason Barker with a $100 super chat. He says, it's not CM Punk. It's not bruv. It's not chicken shit. It's not babies. Jesse and JD are killing it. Swerve Strickland after Hangman Adam Page needs to go to the main event. Absolutely. Swerve is going to be a main event. Swerve is going to be a world champion in 2024. Oh, yeah. For sure, man. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. I really appreciate you, brother. Thank you for being here, as always, in the venue on Wednesday nights and on Monday and on Friday as well. Uh, John Moxley, I'm going with Orange Cassidy to retain the championship. I don't think that Moxley needs it, Jesse, but it's always a possibility that Tony Khan could go back and, you know, go to the original plans that he had when Moxley originally won the championship at All Outs and just kind of follow that roadmap. I know Moxley was injured. But Orange Cassidy is pretty much synonymous with that championship, and I would rather, I would rather see even even now. Uh, I've talked about this months ago. I would rather see Orange Cassidy drop it to a Miro or an Andrade or uh, a Roosh or, or someone like that or Takeshita. You know, to get you know, the Don Callis family could use some gold. How about Takeshita? And Orange Cassidy is the first big feud for, for Orange Cassidy and Takeshita in 2024. I don't think Moxley needs it, but I do think that Moxley's promo, as blunt and as quick as it was, was a nice sell. I think this match is going to really fucking kill him on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I think anybody outside of, of Orange would benefit from holding that title right about now. Yeah. Uh, no problem with Mox holding it. You know, Blackpool Combat Club needs some fucking gold, too. Yeah. No, I, Mox should have never lost it. You know, injuries happen, you know, shit happens, and maybe they're going to come back and try to complete the plans that they had for Mox. That could be as well. I just think any, I think anybody can benefit right now with that title outside of Orange Cassidy. This basically anybody. I think you're right. The, you know, Takesta can use it. Callis family can use it. So could the Blackpool Combat Club. Just move it around. Yeah. We're going to get into the show, guys. Uh, we got uh, a couple of other things to go over, including that uh, that hectic and very dangerous uh, street fight tonight with uh, Big Show and Kenny Omega and Jericho, Kota Ibushi, Will Hobbs, Brian Cage. I mean, it was all over the place. We'll go over uh, some of the ridiculousness in that match that saw bicycles, Big Show gets choke slammed on top of a fucking vehicle and get taken out. And Kota Ibushi with the greatest no-sell of all time. We will get into all that, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Uh, before, before we do that, I, I have one piece of uh, news here that I want Jesse's take on because this is the first time that him and I are alive since Saturday when Tony Khan announced that they actually did reiterate this again on the show tonight. The Continental Classic is coming. Round Robin Tournament, 12 of AEW's best, 
This will span weeks of television, and the finals will take place at World's End. What the winner gets, I don't know. Maybe a shot at MJF or whoever the champion is at World's End or maybe Revolution. We don't really know what the details are yet, but this is going to span weeks of television. Round-robin tournament. This is basically AEW's version of the G1 Climax. And I'm excited for this because I know Jesse and I have been very, very hard on AEW Logic and AEW Creative as of late. Uh, they seemingly have fallen into this pit of putting on banger matches, but most of this shit doesn't really make sense. And we're, we're starting to question a little bit more of what they're doing and, and asking why on AEW television a little bit more. I feel like this tournament with the matches that we could potentially get is going to give the television shows meaning. And that's all I ever want for a weekly television show. I don't want to watch a fucking random show with thrown together matches because Tony Khan woke up one day and he wanted to be the biggest mark in the fucking business. I don't care. I want meaning. I want story. This tournament's going to give way to story. This, this tournament's going to give way to dynamite and collision to give those shows meaning. These shows are going to be must-see. All I ask, I don't know who's watching this. I know we got 2,000 people in here, man. We got double whoever, triple whoever's live right now. So I know someone in the company's watching. All I ask is for a story. I want stories. I want time limit draws. I want people that you don't necessarily see losing on television because they're Tony Khan's favorite. I want them to fucking lose a match. I want injuries. I want those Bret Hart fucking breaking his fingers in the opening round of King of the Ring and then injuring his ribs in the second round against Mr. Perfect to go into the finals against Bam Bam and get his ass beat only to fucking sneak out a victory with a fucking victory roll. That's what I want. I want stories. I want people getting squashed. I want to see somebody that you would think would win a match. 20-minute bang or getting squashed in fucking two minutes. You know, a la Moxley and Punk and that controversial match that nobody's seen coming with the outcome. That's the shit I want to see. This is the opportunity for Tony Khan to really make AEW Dynamite and Collision mean something. And this tournament is hopefully going to be a resounding success. What did you think of the announcement, Jesse? And how do you how are you feeling about the tournament? So here's what I like so far already about it. I like that they're making this... They, they, They've already made this feel like a big deal. Yeah. All right. So that's first and foremost, because again, you know, you, you can, you can put this on a shirt. If you don't care about it, why should we? And they've already made it clear that this is important and it's going to take a while and they're going to crown a champion and everything else. That's great. Um, the thing that's not so great about this is like you just said, what does the winner get? I, I don't know. Uh, the, the winner right now has not been given... Shut that cat up! Yeah, she's uh, she just woke up from her fucking slumber, so... Uh, yes, I know, it needs to be 12 of the greatest in AEW. I I, I know. Uh, no double J, she's saying. That's what she's meowing yes, at, Jesse. There we no go. double J, Jeff Jarrett. Um, I was going to say that, too. I mean, it. they made it important. Great. What does the winner get? Not so great. Um, Who's in it? Well, Brian Danielson's in it. That's what's important. Brian Danielson's in it. Great. I don't want to see Dan Housen in it. No. I don't want to see, you know, someone who would normally be portrayed on dark in it. No. That's it only brings down the credibility of the tournament. I want to see young up and comers. I want to see 
fucking fucking hardened veterans in it, you know, like a like, like a Moxley, you know, you know, for instance, you know, Darby Allen, great. Brian Danielson, fantastic. Daniel Garcia. These are fuck these are people with credibility that can go and win a match like that. I don't want to see any sports entertaining. No. In this match, I want to see pro wrestling on no. every last single match. It should be equivalent to the Cruiserweight Classic in NXT. Yes. I mean, that was 30, what was it, 32 people in that tournament? This is 12. Uh, yes. That wasn't a round robin tournament. This is, you know, this could be something that Tony Khan looks at and says, you know what? We haven't done jack shit with Malachi Black. I'm putting Malachi Black in there. This is the type yes. of tournament that I want to see Malachi get in there and become a singles wrestler. What the fuck did you bring him in here for? I want to see Andrade. I want to yes. see guys like that who fucking wrestle, and he's going to yes. go out there and wrestle. We can see Kenny Omega. Daniel Garcia could be in this thing. Apparently, it's a contract year for him. He wants to prove himself. Give him the fucking spotlight to do that. Obviously, we got Kenny Omega. He, he should be a no-brainer in there. Swerve, put him in there. You want some yes. of the best? You got the best. There should yes. be no problem with for Tony Khan to find 12 of the best in the entire world to put in yes. this tournament. And if I could make a suggestion, I don't want this to be random fucking, yeah, let's have Excalibur throw the graphic up on Dynamite and here are the 12 guys in the tournament. No, I want Tony Khan to make a big fucking deal about this. I want him to sit down with these people and I want him to explain what, what, it, what the winner gets, how important this is to the company, and what this means to the company, the entire tournament. I want, I, I want a sports-like presentation. You want, it, yes. you want to make it a big deal? Don't give me some random bullshit where you're announcing an eliminator tournament for fucking full gear. Yeah, these are the names, and the matches yes. are predictable, and it's built around one guy that we know is going to win it. No. Yes. We need sense of urgency. We need fantastic wrestling matches. We need there to be like a playoff-type feel. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I mean, as, as a matter of fact, we shouldn't only be seeing heels versus faces because logistically that wouldn't happen. All right. You would just put everyone in the fucking tournament. We might get at the same time. I get it. Heel versus heel just does not work. Oh, well, well, well but j j I don't want to cut you off, but it is a round robin six on one side, six on the other. Uh, all those people in their specific blocks will wrestle each other. So there is a high probability we're going to get baby face for baby face or heel versus heel in these in these tournaments. Good, 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 yeah. good. Yeah, I, I, I love that feel. It reminds me of like the. Like the old school um, Survivor Series matches that led up to the Survivor Series, you know what I'm saying? And like you said, I mean, and earn your way in, or somehow politic your way in. Make it interesting how everyone got in the tournament, as opposed to just like these are the names, you know. I mean, Brian, I get it. He's he's fucking Brian Danielson, but not everybody deserves to be in the tournament. So maybe they gotta earn their way in. Maybe Prince Nana negotiated their way in. Yeah. Make it interesting how everyone managed to find their way into the fucking tournament and maybe that can help tell the story of that match or that or, or, or a section of that tournament as we go on and things like that. The whole thing should be interesting. Everything about it should be interesting. How they got in, who got eliminated, how they got eliminated. That's the important thing about a tournament like this. It's not about, it's not only about who wins. It's also about how someone may have gotten eliminated to help spawn their own new story going forward. So I can't wait. Can't yeah, wait. This, is, this is something that if it is a success, which, I mean, hopefully it is. I mean, it's going to be very difficult for it not to be a success with the amount of talent that's going to be in this thing. But if it is a success, I would love to see something like this yearly. 
So hopefully Tony Khan is thinking along those same lines. Uh, I've been asking for something like this from WWE for the King of the Ring for, for forever. So Tony Khan is now bringing the Continental Classic to AEW in a round robin style similar to the G1. And we are going to get that very, very soon. So uh, that is going to be very interesting. I'm very excited to see how this plays out and makes Dynamite important, makes Collision important. So uh, that is coming up uh, very, very soon. We're going to get into the actual post show here. We're going to go over some of the things that happened on tonight's show. I want to thank you guys. Got over 2,000 in here for a Wednesday night. I'll take it. Thank you guys very much. We're number one right now out of everybody live. Always appreciate you guys supporting the live stream and the post show. Please, if you can, hit that thumbs up. Helps out the channel. Helps out the video. Let's try for 1,000, and we should hit it easily. We got 2,000 in here, so 1,000 likes minimum. Follow Jesse and I on social media. We're both on X, at JD from NY206, at Chi-Town Smart on X. I'm also on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications and go check out all the other content on my channel and go subscribe to Jesse's channel as well. Uh, same at on YouTube, Chi-Town Smart, uh, where he covers impact on a weekly basis. Let's get into the opening match. We got John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta against Orange Cassidy and Hook. I know you were excited, Jesse, even in a tag team element. Orange Cassidy, when he's not defending the international championship, is still opening dynamite, man. There's something about that theme song that Tony Khan loves to start dynamite off with. It's starting to become a meme at this point. It man. is a meme. He, he does it because you don't like it. It does. It 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 flat out does. I mean, it's 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 just so repetitive at this point. I mean, it's at this point at this stage of the game, it's like, all right, can't wait for dynamite. We're gonna see Orange Cassidy first. It's it's so predictable. It's just it's some like you said, not all predictable is bad. This is that kind of bad predictable. I mean, we can I mean, just hide him somewhere else in the show. Give him the week off. Where's Christian Cage? Isn't this, isn't this two weeks in a, row, in a row, no Christian Cage? On Dynamite? I don't know. I thought he was on, uh, wasn't he on Collision? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't remember know. much from Collision. You watch Collision? I, I watched it on Saturday, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, that's I, when I, I got do. the announcement. I'm like, ooh, the Continental Classic. I like that one. Yeah, I have not seen Christian Cage on my TV, and I'm seeing Orange Cassidy to open the show. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, this tag team match was fun. We got Hook and Orange Cassidy. I do like the dynamic, this low-energy, lethargic tag team of Hook and Orange Cassidy. Then you got John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta who are going to bring the fight. So I really liked the way that Hook and John Moxley went at it, man. I like that Hook is never going to get better unless he's in there with guys like John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta. That's the type of talent that you want in there with Hook. I thought he worked pretty well with John Moxley in there. This was a great uh, sell for John Moxley and Orange Cassidy as well to sell some of their heat between each other. And Mox and Yuta were on offense through the commercial break, and Moxley mocked Cassidy with some of his slow-motion kicks. Moxley caught Hook with a surprise cutter. Cassidy comes back and hits Mox with an orange punch. Moxley no-sold it and knocked Cassidy out of the ring. Hook then put Mox in the red room, but Yuta broke it up. Mox hit a death rider, and then Yuta leveraged Hook's shoulders down with a seatbelt pin, leverage pin for the one, two, three. Moxley and Yuta win in about 12 minutes. Hard hitting, fun. It did the job. 
to sell Moxley and Cassidy on pay-per-view. Don't know if we're going to get Yuta and Hook on the pre-show. We could very well get that. After the match was over, Moxley addressed Cassidy. He said that he's nothing and never has been anything, ever. He says it's time for a course correction, so he's going to grind him into dust, win the international championship, and nothing will be able to stop him. Cassidy sat back on the outside against the barricade and said nothing, but he looked concerned after Moxley basically said, I'm going to kill you at the pay-per-view. Good stuff. Very much so, man. Very much so. I mean, but man, this, why does he have to open the show every week, man? I mean, why the cruiserweights open WCW Nitro every week? Didn't we get tired of that? I don't know. I didn't watch Nitro. Oh, that's right. Well, spoiler alert, we get really tired of it. Yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is, but uh, yeah. Hook, the biggest takeaway from the match to me was Hook, man. I feel like he's getting a little bit more, uh, what's a word? What's a good word? Normalized? Uh, uh, normalized, seasoned. Yeah. A little go. bit more seasoned, man. He's got a little bit yeah. uh, a little bit salt and pepper. You throw a couple of garlic cloves hey. in there. He's, he's fucking he's seasoning that sauce, man. You got to love it. I like what they're doing with Hook. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Hook's progression. They've managed to ease him into the weekly rotation. You know, they got him off of this. He's unbeatable kind of guy. He he's he's vulnerable. He's still strong. Still a crowd favorite. He's um I think he's in the right place on the card. I like I like everything Hook at, at this stage. And that's pretty impressive, man, because he's he's pretty far into this, you know, meteoric rise that he had. So do I, you I feel like, like do you feel like Hook has kind of cooled off from the first couple of years he was introduced to the AW audience? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I I think he's cooled off to where he should be. I think he was just a little bit too hot and, and it was impossible to maintain that kind of level. And it was also improbable and it was probably higher than he should have been, but it was nice to start off that way. They needed to ease him into the normal rotation of things. And I think that's where he is right now. I think he's at a perfect spot right now in, in AEW. Yeah. Uh, this was good stuff. Uh, excited to see Cassidy and Moxley on pay-per-view for that international championship. We got Tony Schiavone up next and they introduced a segment with Adam Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland. Shivani said, neither man. This was important. And I do love this because it makes you want to see the match more. So this was a thumbs up of a creative decision here from Tony Khan and the team. Neither man can attack each other during this face-to-face. Otherwise, per storyline here, both of them are suspended until 2024 and the match at full gear is canceled. I love it. Yeah, but let me ask you this. If these guys get heated at each other and they touch each other, per your ridiculous stipulation, you would now have to suspend Hangman and Swerve because two wrestlers tried to touch each other. Yeah. Well, good for you and everybody. They didn't lay a hand on each other. Yeah, but you can hear the crowd even like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Say the winner of this match coming up gets an, an upcoming title shot or something along that lines. But if you touch each other, you don't get that opportunity anymore. Why would I shoot myself in the foot by suspending two of my best because they wanted to fight so goddamn bad? Listen, how many times have we been subjected to Vince McMahon utter garbage where <laughs> he puts the pay-per-view match that we're seeing at the pay-per-view on the weekend on the go-home show because he wants to get them in the ring together to sell the heat for the match. I'm like, well, 
Yeah. Why the fuck do I care about watching it on pay-per-view if I'm watching it, you know, commercial ridden on Monday Night Raw? I don't give a fuck. Like, I really yeah. don't care. So I, I get that logic. You know, we, we got to break out of that mentality. I think a lot of the, the casual audience is so used to seeing these pay-per-view matches given away for free on TV in the other place. And then they do them again at the pay-per-view. And it's like, well, who cares now? It's, it's, not, the, yeah. it's not the same. Like, I saw it already. I don't want to see it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you don't want that at all. And I get wanting to keep, you know, the integrity of your match coming up. But as an owner, I'm not taking two of my best off the fucking card just because they want to fucking fight each other. And I'll find some other way to keep that stipulation going. I, 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 I get it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's splitting hairs at this point because the fact of the matter is Swerve and, and Hangman are both doing some of their best work in, in, since they've both been in AEW, and I'm loving it right now. Yeah, excellent stuff here. Hangman said that Swerve broke into his house because he's a coward. He says he's a worthless waste of human life and a grade-A dumbass, and more of a dumbass than he was two years ago when he was fired from the E. He didn't say the E, but we all knew what he was talking about. Yeah. He said, two months ago, Swerve told him he wants to be world champion, but he can see that Swerve does not have it in him. You can't cut it, and you're not the man you think you are. He added that's the reason his fiance walked out on him, and he can't see his kids. Hangman said Swerve made it personal first. Hangman and Swerve surrounds, or Hangman said Swerve surrounds himself with yes men, and he should realize that Prince Nana is just using him. Said Nana does his silly dance and sells T-shirts and makes his living off of Swerve's hard work. He said Nana spends that cash in the hotel parking lot buying weed from a high school kid. Nana interjected and said that is not true. No, go to the fucking dispensary. Meanwhile, he also did dance when uh, Hangman said that he dances and sells T-shirts. There you go. Hangman said Swerve is a child and he worked with kids for a long time. He says he taught them a lot of lessons. He said he'll teach him the last lesson of his pathetic life. He says he shouldn't have ever entered his house. Hangman says they don't need lawyers or cops because at full gear, he's his judge, his jury, and his executioner. He says he will send him or spend him. Actually, no, send him, and he will spend eternally, uh, eternity. Sorry, I'm a fucking typo, man. Sent him and sent him to hell. Spend eternity in Swerve's house at the bottom of hell. Hangman dropped the mic and then picked it up. Finished chanted cowboy shit. Hangman said he forgot to mention that tonight's stipulation was they couldn't lay hands on each other, but they didn't really say nothing about this guy over here, and he fucking punches Nana. Security intervened. Hangman punches security guy. And yanked his jacket off and gave a buckshot to one of the geek security guards. And, and that was basically it. So uh, he, I guess, Jesse, he can't touch Swerve. Otherwise, he's suspended. But it's okay to touch several security guards and also not get suspended. Yeah, that's fine. You can beat up <laughs> officials, referees, He can, nah, he can punch nah, nah, not get suspended. So know? if you have the ability to tell these guys not to touch people that you don't want them to touch... Why wouldn't you include officials, referees, security? <sighs> I mean, it's a it's a minor, a minor thing, you know, but you know, I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't ask. Like, 
you know, a, a lot of people tend to think that I come on here and complain, but if I was sitting at the fucking writer's table in AEW with Tony Khan and this was brought to everybody's attention sitting at the table, I'd be like, well, all right, it's cool that we got this stipulation here for this face-to-face where they can't touch each other, otherwise they're suspended and the match is canceled, but Hangman's going to put his hands on paid AEW officials and security. He can knock them out, though, fucking five, ten at a time, and then not get suspended. I mean, what, what type of sense is that? Yeah, I'm all about I'm all about filling in logic gap logic yeah. gaps like that. Bring me bring me your proposed story. Let me hear it. And I'm gonna poke a few holes in it so we can clean that shit up just to get your story put through. Because that was that some of that stuff makes no sense. But I get it. People always people say I got people in my time. Suspend your disbeliefs. I'm watching pro wrestling. I suspend my dis my disbeliefs every single day. All right. What you mean is suspend them even more, you know, widen that suspension. Like, bro, I mean, how much do you want us to do? I mean, work with us here a little bit. Come yeah. on. Man. Now, Swerve did not say anything in rebuttal. He did not say anything here. He'd never picked up the microphone, but his body language and his facial expressions told a lot as far as where his mindset is at going into the pay-per-view. So good on Swerve as well. Uh, I thought this was excellent. Great sell for the pay-per-view on Saturday. I think it may be the match of the night, honestly. Uh, if we're talking MJF and Jay White, which we know is going to be a banger, uh, this one is going to give that match a absolute run for its money. And this is a Texas death match on no rules on Saturday. It's good. It's good, man. Lexi Nair interviewed Roderick Strong, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett. They called Adam Cole and sent Adam! The- Adam! Sent the, the phone call to the monitor, and Strong wanted to tell Adam Cole that he knows who the devil is. He says, the devil... 100% MJF. Cole said, Roddy, MJF is not the devil. He said, the way Roddy is throwing around accusations, well, maybe the devil is you, Roddy. And Cole hung up on Roddy immediately. So there you go. Could be Roddy. I don't think it's Roddy, but it nah. could be. Nah. Gift, oh, the gr- g- gift the great in the chat. Nitpicky. Go watch somebody else. If I didn't bring it to your attention... Then it goes unnoticed and untalked about. Sorry. About a pro wrestling show. Everything is new. Sorry. At its core. Sorry. When has Gift the Great not been nitpicky, man? I'm sure you watch a favorite show or a movie and you're nitpicky about that, right? But you want to come into my fucking chat and tell me and Jesse that we're nitpicky. Get the fuck out. Ridiculous. Maybe, maybe you're a fan of the fucking... Uh, New York Jets or the New York Giants or wherever the fuck you're from, right? How about a nitpicky maneuver from the management team? I don't know. How many times I've been nitpicky about Bryant Snicker pulling a fucking pitcher for the Braves when he didn't have to? Come on, man. We're all nitpicky. You go to a restaurant, Jesse. You went to uh, Olive Garden today. I'm sure you were nitpicky about... Their, uh, their salad that didn't have enough dressing on it, right? You, you Funny you say that. I sent my meal back for a different meal today. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Jesse was nitpicky at Olive I Garden. Did. I ordered my meal. I didn't like it. I thought it was God awful. And I, I respectfully asked the server, can I get something different? I think this is disgusting. And he whoa, did. Whoa, he whoa, 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 whoa. What did you order? I got the chicken and shrimp carbonara. And okay. Normally, sh- normally that sounds good. Yeah. It sounded good and everything else. The chicken... Tasted like they were microwave chicken tenders thrown in there. They just, they, they were god awful, man. 
So I, I just, I just look, just give me something else. They gave me a regular chicken Alfredo. The chicken was grilled chicken this time. The, the carbonara chicken was breaded. It tastes like if it, it legit tastes like those Tyson chicken tenders that they nuked and put in there. Ugh. It was disgusting. Tyson See, there's my wife in the chat. He, he really did. I did. I sent my meal back. I really did. <laughs> Tyson chicken tenders are awful, man. I, if yeah. you got, if I could give you anything, man, any any word of advice. If you go to the supermarket here, we got Stop and Shop. If you go buy frozen chicken. Swear on my grandfather's tomb. Stay away from that fucking Tyson chicken, man. It is awful. <laughs> yeah, awful. Even, even, even in the fucking produce section, man, when you go and shop for chicken, chicken bread, don't stay away from Tyson. I only wow. buy organic chicken, man. I will not eat, uh, I will not eat anything organic. Uh, that's not organic. Oh, yeah, Ridiculous. it was bad. I don't know what it is. I'm not trying to sit here and say, you know, Olive Garden was the best. Fucking- Look, we wanted a nice little quick sit down lunch. That's all. We wanted a nice little quick meal. I ordered the chicken and the shrimp carbonara. The, the shrimp was okay. And I'm not a big shrimp guy. The shrimp was okay. The chicken tastes fucking horrible. I said, uh, Yes, Je- Je- Jesse knows that Olive Garden is not real Italian. He texted me while I was in the gym today. Look, look at where I am. And then I replied back to him because I knew what the menu looks like because I've eaten at Olive Garden several times. And I'm like, you know, I really can't hate on Olive Garden because they're pretty decent, even though it's not real Italian food. No, so and then and then he says, "I figured you'd be pissed at this." I'm like, "Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm not pissed at it, but um, yeah. I mean, I gotta take yeah. this guy to a real Italian restaurant." Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm well aware of it, dude. So. You know, it, it at the spot. If, if nothing else, I'll give Olive Garden credit for. If you want to go for a lunch, just get fucking salad and breadsticks, bro. That perfect. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, listen, you can fill up on that for sure. Yeah. Or just Absolutely. get just get one of the get get one of the plain their, them plain pasta dishes. The ravioli can't go uh, some rigatoni, yeah. some fettuccine alfredo, something simple where they can't fuck it up. You know. They can't fuck, and that's and that's what I ended up getting. I just give me a give me a chicken alfredo. The, the alfredo sauce was fantastic. Needed a little black pepper, but that's about it. Yeah. And it was fine. I just I just thought that chicken that they maybe it was just that particular day or that sir or that that cook, but they fucking mur- it was soggy. It was just, it was god awful. I did not like the chicken. Now, man, listen, man. Did you have dessert? We did not. We just grabbed some. You, quick you didn't have dessert. Uh, okay, because that leads into our next match, man. Red velvet. I don't know if red velvet was on the Olive Garden menu for dessert, but it was certainly on the menu for dynamite here, man. They served up some cake here Bro, on dynamite. You know, let me get something straight right now. I did not go to Olive Garden for any of that stuff. I was with my wife, who's here in the chat, and all I care was about about was my wife. And no red velvet or definitely no sky blue, sir. L- listen, man, the uh, the portrait behind me has moving eyes, man. You can't get anything past the moving eyes, okay? They they they, they see all. They see all I in call the this, I call this match the Bloods versus the Crips, bro. Yeah. Uh, listen, um, sky blue. What is she trying to uh, insinuate here with the Scooby-Doo outfit here, man? Is she trying to tell us something? I Let me at him! Let me at him, Scoob! <laughs> what, what are we? What are we doing here, man? What's what the Scooby Doo uh, outfit, man? She trying to say? Uh, she trying to uh, let all the uh, the thirsty young men out there know that she's a Scooby snack, bro. I don't know what Sky Blue's intentions are, and she still comes out looking like she's somehow under the. Julia Hart trance, but she's already revealed that she's not. So what are we doing? 
I don't know, man. I don't know. But I will say this, uh, all joking aside, um, I'm glad Red, Red Velvet's back on TV. Uh, I think she is very good. And, you know, obviously she's got to work off that year of not being in the ring, that ring rust. Mm. But but I, I, I will say this, you know, Sky Blue's getting better. I like, I like this dark direct, even though we don't really know what's going on here. We don't really have a clear direction. I think Sky Blue works better as a heel or this darker version of Sky Blue works better than the old Sky Blue that we've seen. There's a little bit more anger. There's a little bit more intensity there. So I could really appreciate that. Red Velvet is somebody that I could genuinely see the company get behind if they want to make women's wrestling stand out on Dynamite. The match itself, they, they gave these ladies a lot of time. It went about 10, 11 minutes, 12 minutes or so. But... They worked their ass off. It wasn't perfect by any means. There was a couple of uh, botches. I know Red Velvet missed uh, a kick, and then Sky Blue went for Code Blue twice, and she missed it the first time and then botched it the second time. So it wasn't really perfect. But, man, they, they worked their ass off. It was predictable. We all knew Sky Blue was going to end up winning because she's in the story with Julia and Chris Statlander at the pay-per-view for the TBS title. But I like the work that these two ladies put in, man. This is a, a very promising... Uh, I would say upswing for two ladies that AEW and the fans of AEW are very high on. Yeah, I agree. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to listen, I... man. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Soho and uh, who'd she wrestle? That was terrible. Sheeta. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that. It was not that bad, but um. Uh, all right, I think they said they wanted honest Jesse here. I I, I don't know. There. There was. It, there seemed to be a severe lack of chemistry here, and that would explain the missed spots here and there. Okay, um, I know Red Velvet is a much better worker than what we got tonight, but I also understand that she was out for a very long time, and she needs to get you know. She needs to get her wind back behind her. She needs to get her, her feet wet again, and she'll get there. Yeah. This this match was just rough for me. They took it out of the death spot, which I can appreciate. But I just, I mean, listen, look at look at look how the crowd reacted to it. The crowd was dead for it. I mean, there there was a chance of this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah, that heard, unless that was piped in, I wasn't I wasn't sure. No, it wasn't. It, I don't think it was piped in. I mean, that like I said, man, I think the match was good. I think the match was good. Man. I don't I don't know what I I would like better. I I would like better for the women's division. Yeah, I think they are capable of doing better. I think they are capable of doing better. I think they can be doing better, and they should be doing better. And at the end of the day, that's all I want. Yeah. I want better for the women's division. You know, once you get past this match and the Tony Storm segment, what are we doing with the women? Are you going to show me Chris Statlander sitting in the back looking at the monitor like a WWE shield? And well, then we're going to show Julia looking at Chris Statlander, who's looking at the other women. Who's, uh, I mean, it, bro, give me something. Give me something with the women. How about something interesting? How about that? 
Yeah, we need a, we we need a story uh, at the end at the end of all the complaint. We need, we need a, a story. Now this is their their attempt at a story. At least it's something. It's the start of a story. So hopefully we'll get uh, some sort of payoff at the pay per view. Uh, I don't think that they're taking that title off of Statlander yet, but I I could see Julia win the title at World's End for sure. But I thought Velvet. Minus a couple of botches, Sky Blue minus a couple of botches. I thought what they did, in my honest opinion, was pretty decent for 12 minutes. Uh, Velvet was in the corner. She had that uh, spot where they trapped her head, or Sky Blue rather trapped her head. She super kicked uh, Red Velvet while she was upside down in the corner. And then Sky Blue fired off that thrust kick, followed up with a powerbomb. Uh, Velvet rolled through, and there was a series of one-count pin attempts back and forth, back and forth. It looked like a fucking seesaw of pin attempts. Both ladies connected on head kicks. They both went down at the same time. Velvet gets up. Uh, Cazadora into a bulldog. Both ladies went for big shots. Red Velvet went for another bulldog. Only this time, Sky Blue caught her with a Skyfall for two, which is basically one of her uh, big moves. I would recommend, now, the, the, the Code Blue or the Code Red that she does, whatever, Code Blue, the Sunset mm. Bomb, uh, I've seen this botched on more than one occasion, not just tonight. I've seen this uh, on multiple occasions elsewhere where she's wrestled. Why That's don't we good. switch? Yeah. Why don't we do the code blue as a setup and do the skyfall as a finish? Because I thought the sky the the skyfall looked fucking great. It's a great like it's, a, it's a great name for a fucking move too. I like the skyfall. Yeah, the skyfall looked for, and it was a fucking impactful man. It made a beautiful sound on the ring. Yes. So I don't like know why that. we I don't know why we do that. I say the same thing about Sami Zayn over on WWE. He does the Haluva kick and then the uh, as a finish and the Blue Thunder Bomb as a setup. I'd switch them. So yeah. that, that's just that, visual the way I see it. I just think it looks better. I don't know. That's just me. But uh, Velvet countered the step up knee by Sky Blue in the ropes into a power bomb. Uh, she goes for a high stack cover. Gets a two. Velvet hits a wheelbarrow with victory roll out of the corner, and uh, it was. Uh, Kind of like a sunset flip or a, a her and Karana kind of reversed off the top rope. Sky Blue hit the mat. Uh, both ladies traded thrust kicks. Blue blocked a merry-go-round kick here, knee lift, and then a sloppy-looking Code Blue for the win in the back. Statlander was watching. Julia Hart was watching on the monitor as Sky Blue now adds herself to the triple threat match for the TBS title at full gear. There you go. I don't know what to say, man. I mean, I, I, I legit don't know what to say. Well, yeah, listen, man. I mean, back in the day, the elders used to say, if you don't have anything nice, don't say anything at all. You know, and, and that's and that's kind of where I am with it. I feel like I've come here consecutive weeks and shit on the women's division and like, for a reason because it, it needed to be shit on. And this week, I'm, I'm just kind of tired of it. I just kind of want it to get better, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what else to fucking say here. Am I alone in this boat? I think the women can be doing so much better. And they're just not, I don't get why. I don't know where Thunder Rosa is. I'm not sure where Britt Baker is. I'm not sure what's going on with some of the other women we haven't seen on TV who can help lift what we're doing out here. I, I don't understand why Red Velvet has been back from nine months away for two consecutive L's. Like, Why? Yeah, that's, a, that's, something, that's something I don't understand. It's like, right. you got nobody else for this spot to put in there against Sky Blue that makes sense. It's got to be Red Velvet, who also needs a win, where we know she's not going to get it tonight. Come on. I, just, I mean, right, man. I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah. We need a few of the other women who are who are in better positions 
you know, to get over, to come back. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for Serena Deeb. I don't know why Athena is not on my TV on Wednesday nights. I don't know what's going on with Mercedes um, um, Martinez. I, I mean, where's Britt Baker? Is she, I mean, I know she was hurt. She's been hurt for a long time, but is she going to stay out with Cole? I mean, is that what we're going to do? Probably. If she's not factored into anything, I don't see why we need her on TV. She's Maybe, not factored into I, I know, I know she's, probably, she's probably banged up herself, so the time off is probably doing her good. Maybe, maybe. I mean, if she's healing and that's the reason, then so be it, you know. But the division needs help. The division needs severe help. Sheeta cannot carry this division on her own. It's not happening. Chris Statlander, I wish they would do more with her. I would. They. She needs some stories so bad. Yeah. And I, I would just like to see more. I like that they're profiling Sky Blue. I do appreciate that, especially being in all with Chicago girl. But. Come on, you saw this match, man. You saw what I saw. You know what I'm talking about here. Man, I know. Come on, we we could be doing better, can't we? Y- yeah, I know. I'm I'm I agree with you. I mean, but uh, I'm not gonna sit here and shit on the hard work. I, I saw the hard work. Yeah. You know, know. Wh- whether or not yeah. the hard work was fucking uh, a perfectly painted portrait, it never yes. is. You know, his, it was, a, it, was it was an off day at the office, but they still they still clocked in and did the work. Here's everything that I'm that I'm thoroughly enjoying with the women's division right now. I like that they're putting Julia Hart in a spot of importance. I think she should be. I like that. I like that Chris Statlander is champion. Um, although she should be more dominant, if you ask me. I mean, but maybe we'll get there. And oh, what else, man? That's probably about it. That's probably about it. Sky Blue is featured more every week than Sheeta. Good. Sheeta doesn't need to be at it every week. She, um, oh man. I, how about Athena? How about Athena? Everybody agrees that Athena is fucking killing it in Ring of Honor. How yeah, about we yeah, have I don't her know. There's something. There's, there's a political fucking something going on there. There's, there's, there's no, there's no reason why you have somebody on that roster that good who's. Probably the best women's pro wrestler right now in all of North America. And yeah. she's not on your television show. Nope. You're hiding like- her away for what reason? Yes. T- Tony Storm. I like what they're doing with Tony Storm. I like what I like Tony Storm's new gimmick. I like what they're doing with Julia Hart. And outside of that, fuck, man. Come on. I, I, yeah. I don't know what to say. I just don't know what to fucking say here, man. They yeah. can be doing so much better, and they're not, and I don't understand why. Well, we got a story, and it revolves around Tony Storm. Right now, we got Tony doing this timeless Tony Storm gimmick. RJ City was backstage with Mariah May, who is the newcomer to AEW. Signed last week, given the graphic. She was introduced by RJ City. Uh, and it was just, hey, we saw Mariah May. This is our new talent. And uh, here you go. Off to the AEW uh, land, she goes. So a lot of people were very controversial, very critical of the debut from Mariah May last week. I didn't like it. I thought, obviously, a little bit more creativity could have went into no. it. But she did have a character. She did have direction. And they set her up for this week. So it wasn't all a bust. But... Uh, I, you know, I, I mentioned this with Andrew Baydala last night. Remember the the uh, the vignettes that WWE did with uh, the whole 
log cabin in the woods with the fucking rain, thunder, and lightning, and we see this man in a trench coat walking towards the fucking log cabin. Everybody's thinking it's Sting, Sting, Sting's coming to WWE. Ended up being revealed as The Undertaker, but for, for weeks, we didn't know who the fuck this man was, and we were all in the impression it was Sting. Something like that. You know, the, the power of the vignette is still very powerful. It's very strong. Very strong, and we didn't get anything. And here's Mariah May. We just signed her to an AEW contract, and she's a fan of Tony Storm. That's it. You know, That's all we got. Let's put it right there. A couple of weeks of that, a couple of weeks of cryptic vignettes where you see maybe, you know, a protege, blonde hair, fucking black and white, something. That's not Tony Storm. You know? You could have did anything. Anything. Any, they, you could have you put Mariah May in the crowd for her debut just at, as a fan, front yeah. row. Yeah. As a fan. And then have her just, like, hop the guardrail or something and get moved away by security. Yeah. Because she was an obsessed fan, and then Tony Storm brought her in anyway, and everything. I, I'm not saying you had to do it that way. I'm just saying even that would have been more interesting than here's Mariah May. She's obsessed with Tony Storm. Let's do it. Well, that's not enough. That's not that, enough. That, and that, as of that, right that, now, that, I don't care about Mariah May. That would have even worked as a first time seeing her on Saturday. They could have saved the debut for Saturday, where she helps. She does that, jumps the barricade as a fan. We see her there. People notice her. Like, don't even call it out. Don't even call yeah. it out on commentary. She jumps the barricade when the referee's not looking, and she helps Tony Storm win the title. Who's this? She goes Who's right this? back to her seat. The fuck is this? You know what happened? You know? Who's that? You know, oh, what, what happened? And then, we get the that vignette that, and then we get the vignette that we got tonight, next week. Yeah. It's, it's a different kind of interest. You know, with what we just described this, oh, shit. Who is this? What's going on? What happened? As opposed to the, the debut we got, and was like, what the fuck? Who is this? Yeah. You know, it's it's different. It's 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 a, it's it's a who is this with interest as opposed to who is this like why is she here? The first thing I thought that popped in my head when she they said that they signed Mariah May, the first thing that popped in my head was you can't book the women that you have correctly. Yeah, and you're signing someone who needs your help to get over. She's not coming in with enough with enough gumption to get herself over. She's not coming in with her own history and story. She's coming in and she needs to be written to get herself over. We don't know who she is. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm going to give it a shot, obviously. It's going to be one of those things. I hate saying it. Let it play out. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a lot more creativity probably could have went into that, in my honest opinion. And, and I thought what they did tonight was a, a, a decent job at setting up what is going to happen here because... She's obviously going to be a protege uh, of Tony Storm. Now, I uh, have been told, and I mentioned this on uh, Tuesday with Andrew Baydala, I was told by someone within the company who will remain anonymous that this is a story based on the 1950s movie All About Eve. Now, this starred Marilyn Monroe and Bette Davis, and it's about a protege here played by Mariah May who ultimately you know, uh, sees the downfall of Tony. It is going to be the downfall of Tony here, and she's going to take Tony's spot. That's where they're going with this. So Luther answers the door, and he sees Mariah May there, and the locker room says, not Tony Storm on the locker room door. Luther answers the door because he's the butler. He shuts the door immediately when he sees May. So RJ said he has to put in a good word. Luther opens the door, and May storms in. And she tells Tony Storm how much of a fan she is, and she's from stardom, just like Tony Storm did. Storm says she wasn't doing autographs and didn't catch anything that Mariah May said. 
May says, if she needed anything, just let me know and I'll be there for you. And just left. As Tony Storm told Luther to get Tony, Ta- Tony Khan to give her a tune-up match on Friday. And also, I need a loofah. So the warm-up match, the tune-up match is against Emmy Sakura, who's Jesse's favorite women's pro wrestler. Emmy Sakura. That's yeah. on uh, Rampage, which is live, by the way. Three hours. Collision, two hours, and Rampage, one hour, which is going head-to-head with Friday Night SmackDown on Friday. I'm in a conundrum. I'm what, not. What do I do? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. What am I watching, guys? Am I watching SmackDown? So Man, we're, gonna see big... the, we're gonna see the Undertaker on Friday night now. I wonder what the Oh yeah. Oh, here we go. I we're mean, gonna have the Undertaker. Is, is, is Roman coming back? Because he's not advertised. Here we go. You mean to tell me they flew to the island of relevancy and had him put his fucking uh, nice cold beverage in the pineapple down? And they're going to yeah. have him come to work. Oh, man. We're going to have John Cena come out of retirement already. They're gonna oh, have, yeah. They're going to load this. They're going to bring the Iron Sheik back. I mean, it, it's going to be loaded. dude. So so basically, Mariah May is going to be Mickey James with... Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. With we'll Trish Stratus. We'll, okay. see, we'll see where it goes. All right. We'll see where it goes. Samoa Joe. He beat uh, a jobber. John Cruz... A highlight of this match was Cruz came off the top rope and Samoa Joe sidestepped him. This is going to be uh, memed all over the place because when Cruz flew in the air, he looked at Joe as he was flying in the air as Joe sidestepped him. Joe was already moving. Yeah, Joe was already moving. And uh, Coquina Clutch, goodbye, over, tap out. Samoa Joe took the microphone post-match and again offered MJF his hand in friendship. But time is running out. He says, I'm Samoa Joe and I... Am inevitable. Ooh. It's a fucking uh, cryptic uh, promo in there by Samoa Joe. I am inevitable. I mean, it's, it's amazing, man. He went, he sounded exactly like, uh, like a villain. I am inevitable. Sound like Skeletor. <laughs> Are you going to call him wrong? Are you going to call him a liar? Oh, man. Anyway, I like it. Joe beats this guy. Uh, squash match. On to the next. We got uh, the Young Bucks against Penta El Zero Miedo. <laughs> Pentagon Jr. And not Ray Phoenix. Fun fact, I, I told I told JD about this. So um, my kids, my wife and the kids, they come home late on Wednesdays. They, they have a church to go to. My kids go through a church program and they come home in the evenings on Wednesday during Dynamite. Well, during this time, they came home during the entrance of um, this match. So I was saying hello to my kids and, hey, how you guys doing? Yeah, they're going to go upstairs. They're going to eat dinner. I'm going to finish watching my show. So I get back to the show and the match was going on. I watched this match for about four to five minutes thinking that 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 Pentagon was out there with Ray fucking Phoenix. I had no idea that that was not Ray Phoenix in that ring for about four to five fucking minutes. Though. That's how interchangeable all these masked luchadors are to me. I mean, listen, they don't look the same to me. You, you, there's, a, there's a clear difference between Ray Phoenix and Commander. I get where you're. I get where you're coming I, from. I, I mean, Tony Con, Tony Khan loves his luchadors, man. His rental luchas, you know. Something about it. Is Phoenix hurt? I'm assuming he's hurt. I think he's hurt. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! Did he wasn't he supposed to be having the visa issues? That's why he had to. Oh drop yeah, the... yeah yeah yeah. Well, I'm sure he's banged up. So I mean, we're not completely wrong, but I think it may be yeah. a visa issue. Yeah. 
That's true, too, yeah. Uh, so we'll pick it up after the commercial break here. There was uh, a ton of moves here. I'm not going to go over everything. This was this was fun stuff. I'm not going to lie. This was fun stuff. Every time Matt and Nick are in there with uh, any combination of the Lucha Brothers and friends, it's always great. So yeah. we get back from commercial break, and Commander hit a step-up twisting Hurricanrana on Nick Jackson off the ropes, followed by a tightrope walk, Hurricanrana, that sent Nick crashing Onto Matt on the outside. So Penta met the Bucks soon after with a dive for a sling blade back inside on Matt. And another another dive, he goes and dives over the top rope onto Nick on the outside. Penta went for his own super kick party. And Commander launched off of Penta for a double spike DDT. Penta then dropped Matt with Made in Japan. He goes for cover, gets a two count. Commander again walked the top rope and hit a shooting star press. But Matt caught him with a rolling Northern Lights. The Bucks tried for the Meltzer driver. Commander cut that off. Penta hit Fear Factor on Nick. Uh, that was on the apron, which looked fucking nasty. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Holy shit. If Nick doesn't have uh, neck spasms after that, I'd be shocked. Commander, meanwhile, hit a snap hurricanrana pin on Matt. Goes for a cover, gets it too. So Matt was in a fireman's carry by Penta. Commander walked the ropes, sprung off of his back, and delivered a destroyer onto Nick. So he jumped off of Matt onto Nick into a destroyer, which looked great. Penta hit his uh, fireman's carry jackhammer for two, which is uh, a new thing to his arsenal. Matt and Penta had a slugfest, traded super kicks, pump kicks. Matt held his leg, and the referee, Rick Knox, went over to go check on him. He was playing possum. This allowed Nick to hit multiple low blows and a Judas effect. So he used Chris Jericho's finish on Commander. The Bucks connected with the BTE trigger, one, two, three, and that was it. Goodbye. Excellent match. Fun stuff. And they sold uh, the jealousy here. They're jealous that Jericho and Omega are a team, and Kenny's not working with them. And, hey... We're gonna take your guys' finished move and we're gonna fucking mock you. Yeah, I think that's the that's the that's the so that's the purpose and the bigger story being told here today. That the Bucks are definitely going heel. They are gonna it's gonna be a, a soft heel turn. You know, there's there's different kinds of heel turns. It's just a flat out surprise heel turn and just a soft turn. This is a soft turn. They're gonna do it slowly over time. Um, they're doing it in their home state. You know, which kind of solidifies that they didn't play up the baby face role as, you know, being hometown heroes tonight. They did a clear and obvious dick kick city tonight, you know, which pretty much solidifies you as a heel. You know, you, yeah. you do a blatant low blow in your hometown, this makes you a heel. So they want to they want to put it out there that, you know, they're healed. And, I, and clearly the Bucks were, you know, getting more and more booze across the country as they went along. So. They immediately played into it and just turned heel. You know, they talked to Kenny and say, Kenny, you know what this shit is about. You know, you got famous being the fucking cleaner. Who the fuck are you? You yeah. know what I'm saying? We're fucking heel. They say, they say this is the best version of us. They they play into all of the stuff that we all say anyway. So I don't know. I'm not convinced that 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 Kenny is not gonna join the elite with um this with this heel turn at some point here. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, I am slightly intrigued about this match. I, I do think that they're trying to go back to the well that was successful with the Bucks and Kenny Omega in tag team action here, uh, using Kenny to wrestle the Bucks and uh, his now partner here this year is Chris Jericho. You know, we've seen this before, but 
it should be an entertaining match. And the Bucks certainly need something, man. They, they need something new. They need, they need something different. If this heel turn works out for them, uh, it may be the best thing for them right now. Yeah. But but Lexi Nair caught up with them backstage and asked them why they cheated to win in their hometown tonight. They're in California, Southern Cal. Matt said sources told him the Bucks don't give a shit anymore. Kenny Omega walked in and talked about the Bucks of old. So this is the new Bucks. This is what we're going to do. We're going to cheat. Nick said their heat isn't with Kenny Omega. It's with Chris Jericho, someone he won't have to team with anymore after they win on Saturday and can focus on the elite again. Jericho walked in, tried to get Omega to leave with him. He called the Bucks little children, kids. And we had a big pull-apart brawl here between the Bucks and Jericho as Omega was just stuck in the middle trying to deflect his friends from fighting each other. So, a little heat, a little, uh, little animosity here before Saturday's match. Yeah, they're using they're using the things that that um, people are calling the Bucks, you know, post this punk thing. You know, they're immature, they're children, and everything else. It looks like they're they're, they're going to use all of that to play into their heel run right about now. So yeah, you know, it's smart. It's good. I mean, I would I would do it too. The the Bucks have been ice cold. They've been they've been boring. Nothing going on with them. So you know, the, this can only improve what they're doing because right now they're not doing any fucking thing. No. Uh, I got to shout out my guy, Buff Llama, in the chat. He donated $10 via Super Chat. He says, this guy, JD, is the best in the fucking business. Love you, brother. Love you back, brother. Hope all is well with you and the wife. And I can't wait to steal your tags on Modern Warfare 3. Hopefully, I'm still playing by that time because the game sucks. The game is old. You, did, you, you, didn't, you don't like the new one? No. I didn't like the old one. Well, I mean, the new one is new. Yes, but it's worse. Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, here's a little hot take for you guys. Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty, had the, some of the worst maps in the history of the franchise. Half of these maps in the game are skippable. Honestly. I don't, I don't play for the maps. I like the game. I'm enjoying the zombies for the... The zombies um, is... I, I played zombies yesterday, man. I had a good time. Yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying, yeah. I'm enjoying the zombies. Uh, did, did, and you, did you see the new picture of floating around of Ray Mysterio? I just did. So Salrax, my guy Salrax sent it to me. I'm like, what there you f- go. What are we doing, guys? If you want to see Ray Mysterio wearing his mask <laughs> and only his mask and only his fucking mask, bruise Twitter for a little while. You'll find Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Gun Club, Austin and Colton Gun with Rock Hard Juice Robinson. Defeated Peter Avalon and Jacoby Watts. Uh, this match was uh, seconds, mere seconds. 310 to Yuma, one, two, three, and that was it. Uh, they cut a promo after the match. They both told MJF this is what happens when it's two on two. Imagine what it'll be like at full gear when it's two on one for the ROH tag team titles. Now, uh, I will say this before I give Jesse his take on this. Uh, this was a fucking waste of my time. Uh, why do we need a squash match? For the guns, when they could have basically did what they did here backstage yeah. in a promo, just do the promo. Segment. Why? Yeah. Why did we need this on TV? Why? That, that's it. Just I love the guns. Segment. Big fans of the guns. Big funds of big fans of Bullet Club Gold. But really, like, like squash matches should be something that I, I would say advances a, a a character to get someone new over. We don't need squash matches for Samoa Joe. We don't need squash matches for the guns. I'm sorry. No. Nope, I agree. Um, do your squash match. Uh, I mean, forget your squash match. Come out, do your promo segment. You know, I'm I'm enjoying the. Gun. I like I like the guns entrance. I oh, like it's great. And, yeah, do the circle fucking yeah. spin and fucking juice looking like a fucking madman in there. Yeah, 
I like I like how they've elevated the gun club. I'm yeah, thoroughly enjoying that. The the only thing is that they are, and I, and I I like it, but they are never going to get their catchphrase over. And we got two words for you: guns up. Nobody's ever saying guns up when you when you start your promo like that. I'm sorry, or end your promo like that. They're always gonna say suck it. That's it. Yeah, no, stop, stop, stop doing that. Stop saying we got two words for you. You need to yeah. eliminate that shit. Eliminate. That's a good word. Eliminate. Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Kota Ibushi, and Paul White look to look to eliminate the Don Callis family. Yes. Paul White, the big slow. Defeated Kanosuke Takesh, the powerhouse Hobbs, Kyle Fletcher, and Brian Cage in a like a dragon guiding street fight. Now, there was a lot that happened here, Jesse. There was a lot that happened here, man. I don't know if we're going to be able to document all the wildness and the ridiculousness in this match. I will, uh, before we get into some of the high spots here, man, I'll, I'll, I'll let you start off here, man. What did. What did you think about this match in particular, man? How are you feeling about these types of matchups in AEW? I think the guys worked very hard to entertain us in this match. Yes. Always. Always. Start there. Um, okay, here's... Okay. We all huffed and puffed and moaned and groaned that Big Show was going to be in a match i'll say this the whole purpose of big show coming out here and doing this match was to put will hobbs over okay will hobbs fucking slammed big show and that that helped that'll help build will hobbs stock okay all right fine did the slam got him out of there moved on didn't they duct tape Will Hobbs to the fucking ropes? This man was strong enough to slam Paul White and then a couple of loose pieces of duct tape bound him to the rope. All right, all right. How much do you think Powerhouse Hobbs benches, bro? I don't know, man. I do not know. It's got to be about Paul White's size, right? It's got to be. What, what, is, what, is Paul, what is Paul White, 500 pounds? Is a big strong motherfucker is is Will Hobbs, bro. <laughs> a big strong. Basically, powerhouse Hobbs, powerhouse Hobbs could bench maybe four of me easily. So, is it believable that he can you know slam the big show? Fuck yeah, dude! I saw Will Hobbs in person, man, up close, and he is a big fucking strong dude. Powerhouse. What powerhouse Hobbs cannot defeat? Duct tape. Yeah. Well, not many people can, man. Duct tape. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty serious stuff. Yeah, man. For especially sure. if that's if especially if it's that flex tape, bro. You ever see the flex tape? Yep. <laughs> I'm. I'm you, got, got, you, got, you, got a, you got a leaky fucking we, tub, man, from the fucking upstairs bathroom. Fucking flex seal right over that shit, man. You got a leaky pool in your backyard, man. Flex seal, man. It'll fuck, man. You want to put that ship on a fucking boat and go out on the lake, man? It'll fucking take care of it, man. Next time we see it, we saw Hobbs up at the at the Sky Bar at the hotel in London. Next time I see Hobbs, I'm gonna pull a roll of duct tape on his ass, like, 
Don't fuck with me, bro. Yeah, really. Duct tape right here, man. It get you. We got Kota Ibushi riding down the ramp, looking like PB Herman's riding down the ramp on a bicycle. And he took a little stick and he softly whacked a couple of people. You fucking ugh. Uh, ugh. Ugh. Now I'm pointing out the 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 couple of odd looking spots in the match. Other than that, you know, there were some dangerous spots. I don't like dropping Cody Bushi on his head from the ring apron through a fucking table and chairs. I thought that was a little unnecessarily. Now I, I will say this. Uh a- AEW is usually very good at listening to criticisms. You know, is it something where they like where they listen to the criticisms over a long stretch? No, because they, they've listened. People have reamed them on shit. They've gone back and changed it because fans complained, and then they go back and make another mistake, and fans complain about that, and then they got to do the vicious cycle over and over again, rinse and repeat. Jesse and I were very adamant. Fans were very adamant that we didn't want to see Big Show on television. This is a waste. This is AEW losing their identity. Uh, uh, Drew and I talked about this l- uh, last night on TNT. What is one of the reasons why AEW is cold? It's because they are basically becoming WWE light. A lot of these people that we've seen on WWE television, WWE has extracted whatever they can out of them, and Tony Khan thinks that there's going to be some new fucking new new life you know, out of guys like uh, like Big Show or Jeff Jarrett or, or whatever. These guys had nothing to the show. Nothing to the show. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Nothing to the show. So what they did is put Paul White in this match, and they, and I mean kept him to a fucking minimum. They, they, they did nothing with him. They had Cage run all the way up the ramp to get uh, who? I, I mean, this guy did a WMD punch on Brian Cage, I believe. He fucking chokeslammed Kyle Fletcher through two tables off the ramp, which looked fucking brutal because Fletcher hit his head on the back of the table that he was going through. The second table didn't even break. So you know, that was it for him. He was dressed in a black tuxedo, by the way. A black suit. He looked like men in black out there. So was Jericho. They wrestled in suits. I don't know why, but that's what they did. Uh, the other thing, like Jesse talked about, where Hobbs and, and him were fighting in the garage backstage, uh, they were on some wooden pallets, and Will Hobbs fucking power slammed this guy off the wooden pallets on top of a limousine, and, and Big Show was taken off of the show and out of the match. And, and that, was that, that was the last we saw of him. So, you know, when we complained, Tony Khan said, you know what? Maybe I went a little too far. Maybe they're right. And they kept him to a minimum. So, you know, my hat is staying on my head, but hats off to Tony Khan. So, there you go. Thank you for listening to the fans. None of this should be on the show. Big Show should not be on the show. You want to include him in the match? This was the perfect way to incorporate him in the match. It was innocent enough. He didn't overstay his welcome. It didn't take away from everything else in the match. Great. Yeah, it was all cosplay for the game. Yeah, that they were promoting and everything. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, and so, and then they, it was um, what? No, what else fucking happened here? They had Big Show do that spot, and then they had Abushi. It was something else that happened that made me go, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Fuck, I, don't know, I lost where I was going with this. Well, it, well, Ibushi, Ibushi. At one point, you know, he was. Uh... I don't know where they were. They were on the stage. He goes backstage. He comes out. He emerges from the curtain with a fucking bicycle. And, he, and he's, got, he's, got, he's got a lead pipe in his hand. He's riding the bicycle down the ramp. And, and, he, and he starts, he's like, Paperboy. Ever play the NES game Paperboy? 
you know, uh, maybe before your time. This is what I grew up with. This was my first Nintendo system. And, and he's riding the bike. He's fucking nailing everybody with the lead pipe. All of a sudden, Will Hobbs, he meets Will Hobbs around the, by the commentary table at ringside. Will Hobbs clotheslines this fucking guy into oblivion off of the bicycle and lands directly on the back of his neck. Yeah. And he got blasted. Awesome. Goodbye. Awesome. Oh, oh, I know I was going to fucking say, what the hell, dude, was 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 Mike Mansry just having some kind of issue tonight? Every time, they, they would focus on the spot. When they split the action, they had action in the ring, action in the back. When they split the action and they was trying to cover it all, they'd be watching one spot and they would get ready, the spot would get ready to unfold and they kept switching to another spot that was getting ready to unfold and have us miss the payoff of the first spot we were fucking watching. And they were flopping back and forth and we were not getting to see a full spot. It was like, what the fuck? I'm getting Yeah, this was, it was, it was, it was all over the place. He didn't stay on one thing for more than, I don't know, 10 seconds. Like if something, if something big was going to happen, stay there. If not, go back to the ring. I mean, this is what happens when you have this wild fucking street fight, like a dragon street fight. It's all over the fucking place. You got something in the parking lot. You got something in the back with concessions. You got something happening at ringside. It's all over the place. So Takeshi used this bike as a weapon. He started throwing the bike at Omega. He hit Jericho with the bike. He hit Ibushi with the bike. So, you know, they go back to the parking lot, and Paul White was being attended to. They took him out of the match. Takeshi and Jericho brawled. Now, they're in the back by the VIP club where the concession stands are. We got fans barricaded, security out there. So they're there, and Takeshi goes behind one of the concession stands and jumps on three refrigerators. He runs along the top of these refrigerators to try and jump on Omega, on Jericho, rather, and Jericho blasts him in the face with a fire extinguisher. Sprays him with a fire extinguisher. Takes him out. So Hobbs, we go back. He attacked Ibushi and Omega in the ring because he's finished with Paul White now. And they were about to do a double-team move. Hobbs powerbombed Omega. Fletcher came up bleeding because Omega bashed him in the head with a beer bottle. Cage suplexed. This was, this was one of the worst spots of the entire night. I, I was surprised they actually did it. There was two tables set up on the outside. Brian Cage suplexes Omega off of the fucking ring apron through the two tables on the outside and fans go ballistic. Holy shit, Chance. Omega was just destroyed. Brian Cage goes through the tables. It was crazy. So Hobbs hit Ibushi with a spine buster. We go to commercial break. There was some big moves after the break with Kyle Fletcher landing on Omega and Ibushi. Fletcher leapt off the ring apron. This is where this was the dumbest fucking spot, maybe of the entire year. And, and this is what really pisses me off as a wrestling fan. And, and you know, uh, I'm sure Dax Hardwood's gonna say, uh, "Well, keep the psychology to the professionals, pal." I, I mean, I, I I don't know how you uh, look at this and uh, deem this okay. So, from my point of view as a fan, I'm gonna call bullshit on this one. Kyle Fletcher is standing on the ring apron, Jesse, and there's some sign that is kind of, I guess, reminiscent of what's going to be in the game. Some video game signage laid atop uh, a group of steel chairs, and the sign is placed in between. Kyle Fletcher jumps off the ring apron with a fucking tombstone, tombstones Ibushi, 
through this. Ibushi, who has a history of neck problems, by the way. So we wait a little bit, and what do you think happens? Ibushi emerges from this rubble, no-sells it, hands a bat to Kenny Omega, and then we go to the ending of the match. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, you mean to tell me that Kota Ibushi, who took this tombstone off the apron through this fucking debris, is getting up before Kyle Fletcher, who administered the move? How does this yeah. make any sense? He just, he just Leo rushed that shit, bro. I mean, what are we doing here? Uh, I mean, is, is Ibushi an android? Is, is he human? Is he from another planet? I don't know. Uh, uh, man, I, like I said, when I started this stream, this show was all over the place for me. I, I, I don't know how I feel about this show tonight. So segment by segment, this spot made no sense whatsoever. None. I mean, someone like Leo Rush was blackballed for a long fucking time for no selling a spot like this. Ridiculous spot. No sold the whole fucking thing. So after that, Omega hit a V-trigger. Uh, Jericho landed a Judas effect on Hobbs. Omega hit the V-trigger on Hobbs. Jericho and Omega then duct taped Hobbs' arms on the top rope, duct taped his mouth. Hobbs was yelling, do something, I dare you. So then they put the duct tape over his mouth. Omega hit Cage and Hobbs with V-triggers. He then slammed Cage onto the mat with a one-winged angel for the one, two, three. Dangerous spots. It was entertaining. There was some comedy. All in all, it was a fun brawl. But I, I, I will say this about, you know, AEW doing these types of matches. It seemingly feels like every two months, three months or so, we'll get a, a huge hardcore match like this. And just balls to the wall fucking crazy. I, 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 I want to see this type of shit toned down. I do. You know, and it doesn't help that we're getting a Texas death match on Saturday between Swerve and, and Adam Page. You know, I, I know you told me, Jesse, via text, and we talked about this, you know, Andrew and I last night on, on TNT, like the true essence of AEW, something seems to be off. It's missing. Where did it go? I, I documented that I watched MJF and Cody and a, a clip on Twitter where MJF gave Cody the 10 lashes. The genuineness, the authenticity of that, that, angle you know we we haven't seen a lot of that on AEW dynamite this year where did that go you told me via text i I just want my old AEW back like enough of this shit this is this is you know bottom of the barrel basement dwelling fucking bullshit that these guys really shouldn't be subjected to it's it's enough you know it it it, at the end of the it really does feel like it it does feel like the AEW has lost its way yeah from its original inception. And I understand the company has to evolve, it has to grow and everything else, but I don't think you should lose your identity in that process. And at its core, I don't feel like we ever would have seen a match with Big Show. I don't think we would have seen a stable with Jeff Jarrett and things like that happen. I mean, it, it, you know, you said it more often than anyone I've, you know, heard, you know, AEW is no longer the alternative. It's it's just pro wrestling as we're used to it in the states. Yeah, it's the same as everyone else, man. And when you do thing, you do shit like this. You do things like this. It acts like AEW is trying to be the alternative because WWE is not going to do this type of thing on their television show. They would never do this as a publicly traded company, you know. And I feel like they are now trying too hard to be the alternative with stunts and matches like this. Meanwhile. I look at it as lowbrow. I look at it as uh, some typical fucking shit that you'd see on GCW, like garbage. Like we, yeah. we, 
Kenny Omega's better than this. Jericho's better than this. Ibushi's better than this. Will Hobbs is better than this. Brian Cage has done great work this year. Better than this. Like, absolutely. Not, like, uh, stadium stampedes and fucking anarchy in the arenas and all, like, cut the shit out. It shouldn't be that difficult. We, we don't need to see this time and time and time and time again. We got a Texas death match on Saturday. You know, all, all, like, what are we going to see there that we didn't see tonight? Is my point. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, 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 at times, this this company shows, you know, spots and, and episodes of what I have become accustomed to from it what it used to be, but then we get times where it's just like, well, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. I don't know why they do this. You know, we will come off of a show like this and then just I'll open Twitter out of random and Tony Khan has announced three, four, five or six matches for an upcoming show. And every time I look at that, he's just announcing matches on social media. Why are these matches happening? Yeah. Why are they happening? It's just wrestling matches. Just, just, for nothing. Turn that music off, man. We get MJF. What are you doing? Uh, we talked about MJF already. Oh, we did? Okay. Yeah, we, we, we talked about it in the beginning. What else did it say? Nothing. You know, he got attacked by Jay White. Yeah. <laughs> he got attacked by Jay White, Bullet Club. They left him laying, uh, guns up, you know, and Samoa Joe was watching uh, the, the monitor. And that was it. That was it. And that was the goal. I mean, they, really want, the- they really want you to believe that Max is behind the fucking eight ball here. Yeah. He's, he's showing some vulnerability. You know, I can appreciate that. He can't be, you know, Mr. You know, Super Cena at all times. He's, he's got some issues. He needs some help. Yeah. That's why I'm thinking maybe Joe's going to come to his, his, his rescue at some point. I don't know. Anyway, guys, thank you so very much for joining us on the show tonight. We had over 2,000 in here for a Wednesday night show. Appreciate it. Hit that thumbs up. We got 686 likes on the YouTube stream. I'd love if we could get... That's close to 1,000. That's one with three zeros, by the way. We can do that. I would really appreciate it. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. You guys have kicked ass with the Super Chats tonight. Appreciate you. Memberships, they are open. Always accepting VIPs here on OTS. And follow me on X. At JD from NY206. Follow Jesse on X. At Chi-Town Smart. I'm also on Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Who is number one in the venue, man? Joseph Taylor was here first tonight. Don't know what Joseph Taylor drinks when he comes to the venue and sits down first at the bar, but he says with a $6 Super Chat, Swerve Strickland and Adam Page will steal the show Saturday. And J.D. Jesse, are you guys fans of the TV show Sons of Anarchy? Jesse says, yes, I've never watched one episode. Oh, man. Bruh, remember when I told you to watch fucking Breaking Bad? Yep. Watch Sons of Anarchy. I got to watch uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, too. Okay, I have not watched all of that, but I know it's not a drama series. Like, no, no, it's, a, it's like more like a dry comedy like Seinfeld. Yeah, watch Sons of Anarchy. Beyond the Script with 26 months. Beyond the Script is going through some personal family problems here, man. He uh, had a uh, devastating fire that took out most of his home. Who did? So, uh, Beyond the Script. Oh, oh, that's right. I heard about that on Twitter, man. I'm yeah. sorry to see that. Man. Yeah, we uh, thoughts and prayers to Beyond the Script and his family. 26 months. My girlfriend said room key didn't work. I fixed that, but didn't realize I had to go. Unfortunately, peed my pants. I still have my humor during all this. 
Brother, hopefully you got some uh, clean underwear. Clean pants, bro. Thank you, man. Hopefully all is uh hopefully all gets right back to normal, man, for you. I'm sorry to hear about your uh your loss there. Thoughts and prayers, man. Prayer emojis for beyond the script in the chat. Uh, Michelle with a two-dollar super chat. Show was bland except for page promo and the Blackpool Combat Club match. It was all right. I wouldn't say bland. It was it was all right. Jedi Joke with a ten-dollar super chat. What's up, JD Jesse? Haven't super chatted or been able to here live in a while. I've been working a lot, but I always watch the VODs. Also, other than the turkey, what's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? That's a good question. What's my favorite thing about Thanksgiving besides the turkey? I'm not a big turkey guy. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, the stuffing, for sure. Uh, I just love I, I love the festive beers around this time of year, man. The, you know the pumpkins and the fall flavors and going into the winter season with the craft beers. My favorite time to drink a, a nice cold one. I like um, getting together with my family. There you go. I mean that that's that's a given. I mean anything else. No, he said other than turkey. Other than turkey, I, I love getting together to hang out with my family, man. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's literally what I like about Thanksgiving. Nothing else about it, really. Jedi Joker, thank you, brother. Baby Shack with the 499. What's up, JD? AEW giving us a go-home show for full gear was bad. But happy 44th birthday to me. I hope they put a better show on Saturday with the pay-per-view. Tony Khan is Mr. Pay-per-view. He's going to deliver a banger. They always do. And happy birthday, brother. 44. Have a good one, man. Edward Liu with a 1999 for Jesse. Will Draymond Green follow in the shoes of Rodman, Malone, and Shaq as the next NBA star in the ring? Also, serious question, not really. Did Draymond teach the headlock takedown to MJF? He is all elite. No, no. This is not the 90s, man. Draymond Green is going to get kicked out of the NBA for stuff like that. Um, Rick Mahorn and Charles Oakley and... You know, Rodman, they got away with that stuff. It was allowed back then. But in 2023, Draymond Green is going to find himself out of a job, unfortunately. I'm not saying that's what I hope for. I'm just saying this is not the 90s. You you can't do this stuff. Sounds like a storyline. Yeah. Can't we just have a normal season? Yep. Uh, Edward, thank you, brother. Drew Gilmore with 15 months. 15 months as a VIP celebrating with some Blackberry brandy. Can't wait to go to to the December 27th Dynamite taping in Orlando. Hashtag OTS for life. I will be in Orlando that week for a family uh, event. I got some family down there. Um, I will see what I could do down there. Maybe we do an OTS meetup on December 27th. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Drew, thank you. I may attend the NXT tapings that week as well, because I'm always getting, I'm always being hit up for free tickets. If I'm going to be down there, why the fuck not? I'll get Nikita Lyons to give Jesse uh, her number, man. How about that? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm married. Who? I think, she, I think she fell asleep. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Give me the number. Okay. Uh, it's Zabdi with a 100. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the 100 in Super Chat. Glad to have you here. Jay Patterson with a $10 Super Chat. Why do you and Andrew clown Impact? Um, we. Why are you bringing up things that are already squashed, Patterson? When did we clown Impact lately? I, I don't understand this. He says, when you see Jesse trying to make a name... It's kind of like him asking who watches or goes to hog when no one knows what it is. No disrespect, just asking. Well, I, I take that as disrespectful because 
Jesse, Drew, and I already talked about this off camera. Yeah. Like, come on, come on, guys. The cake with the $2 super chat. Coda should break up the Golden Jets. I don't know. What is Coda Bushi going to do in AEW? Maybe, yeah, the interna- Kenny, maybe, or- maybe the international title. Without without Kenny Omega, it, it's, it's kind of like kind of like Roddy being involved in AEW without Adam Cole. You know? Yeah. He has to be attached to him. Cake also with a two. I hope MJF doesn't solo... The BCG at full gear. No, he's not. Samoa Joe is going to be his partner. Gavin Deeth with a $5 super chat. Devil is Zach Efron as an Iron Claw cross promotion. No. Though I can't wait to see that movie. MJF's in it. Robert Lamo with a $2 super chat. That's a major L for Tony Khan if WWE sign Will Ospreay. I mean, Will Ospreay is going to do with what Will Ospreay wants to do. If he wants to go to WWE... I'm going to support him. If he goes to AEW, I'm going to support him. If he wants to stay in New Japan, I'm going to support him. If he goes to Impact, I'm going to support him. Who cares? Jason Barker, thank you for the 100, brother. Always appreciate your generosity. Antonio Palato with 19 months. In my opinion, we can see two signs on full gear. The second sign being a surprise like Adam Cole on All Out. Mercedes and Ziggler or Callahan are my bets. It can't be Ziggler. Ziggler's not the signing. He's not, he's not a free agent until the end of December. Callahan, possibly, because he's in Los Angeles as of tomorrow for, or probably today, for tomorrow's Wrestling Revolver show. So he may be in town in Mercedes. I'm banking on Mercedes. My money is on Mercedes. Uh, Golden Boy with 25 months. Keep up the great work, guys. Still rolling with you guys, and it's not the weed Hangman is stealing from Prince Nana. What is he stealing? Something I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I put something on, on, on Twitter about it. Like when Hangman said that, he, that Nana goes and gets high, get, gets weed from his high school buddy. I'm like, dude, you can go to the corner store now. What the fuck are you doing? And some people replied. They got mad. Like, it's not legal in my state. Uh, well, don't smoke. It's Drugs are bad, guys. There you go. Drugs are bad. Uh, yes, I believe MJF is an Iron Claw. If, if not... Uh, I might have misread that or, or or misquoted that. I don't know. I thought MJF was an Iron Claw. Uh, Jason, with a $10 Super Jack, Jason Barker, that is. In this tournament, I want to see Tony Khan at a conference desk in the backstage segment with each talent in the beginning of round one to launch the tournament. I'd, I'd like to see something maybe he's more sports geared, for sure, instead of just a, a graphic. Here's Excalibur announcing who's in the tournament. No, why? Why are these men in the tournament? I want an explanation. Um, Delightful Entertainment, $2 Super Chat, he asks, do you swerve when you drive? No. Oh, by the way, Jesse, I forgot to tell you, I got a phone call from my uh, dealership in New Jersey. My dark horse will be ready in December. There you go. How I'm going to pay for it, I don't know. I'm going to be bleeding fucking funds. Are you going to finance it or are you going to buy it? I don't know. We'll see. I haven't decided yet. Uh, it must Keith, be nice to have that option. Huh? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I do. I don't know. I bought a new car recently. Had to fucking finance it. It's not a rich yuppie like you. I may have to give up on the pumpkin spice lattes. I'll tell you that. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Life of Entertainment. Thank you, man. Keith Tunstall Jr. with a $5 super chat. We are being fooled. The devil is obviously Dana Brooke. 
Keith, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the venue, okay? I knew this. I knew it. Mike, with a new membership. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you. The fuck are you drinking, Mike? Uh, Wild Stallions with eight months. Hangman and Swerve match should be the main event. No. No. No, not over MJF and JY. Come on now. Cake with a $5 super chat. The sound switch during that Mariah May segment should be taught in schools. I didn't pick up on that. What did I miss? The sound switch? I didn't hear a sound switch. I didn't know. I saw the video switch from black and white to color. Yeah. J-Ray with a $20 super chat. Works exist in pro wrestling. There have been many great works and also has many letdowns. So let's not hold on to the narrative of everything having to make logical business sense. In wrestling, anything can happen and has. Yes. And if it sucks and is illogical, I will say so. There are is things that, that makes... trying to say. Is that person trying to insinuate yes. that it could be punk yes. behind the mask yes. and it would make sense? Yes. This is what I mean by pro wrestling fans have a very hard time trying to figure out what's real and what's not anymore. They're just so they they don't know anymore and they believe anything. Anything. Yes, the cake was talking about the film grain. Yes, I thought that was great too. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Will Chisholm with a five dollar super chat. It feels like Red Velvet got that Willow booking, taking L after L. That's exactly just what she's back, doing. Bro. J-Ray with a $5 Super Chat. Glad you're feeling well, Jesse. I said last week that you and JD are a great combo. Both of you guys' opinions are appreciated and valued. OTS for life. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad I'm feeling better. I can't wait to get back onto my channel tomorrow and dive back into what's going on on Impact and stuff. Man, I've been out of the loop for a while. Your boy has not been feeling well, man. But I'm good. I'm good. My guy, Buffalama. Thank you, brother, for the $10 Super Chat here on YouTube. Uh, theme Parks and Things with Johnny with 13 months. Love this community, guys. Uh, I'm here with people that won't BS you. JD and Jesse, keep up the great work. Love the honesty from both of you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. AW Mark with a new membership. Appreciate you, man. What the fuck are you drinking, AW Mark? Should I joke with a $2 Super Chat? JD and Jesse, I tagged you on something. I tagged you both in something on X. If it's Rey Mysterio, I'm not wild. I, I don't care. I, I mean, is it Sky Blue? Now I'm curious to check. Let me see. Who was it? Uh, Jedi Joker. Oh, he yeah. tag, he tagged us the um, Abaddon pick. Abaddon looking a little. Who? Oh, Abaddon. Abaddon, Abaddon looking a little thickish, looking a little oh, juicy. All right, that's 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 Vandelli's cup of tea. That's not my cup of tea. I there sent it to him. I, I, I definitely tagged Vandelli in it. Okay. Uh, underwear Beast with 12 months. Cody Bushi was walking around the ringside and looking at Omega fighting two guys in the ring. I was like, what the fuck? Love you guys. OTS for life. Yeah, uh, Ibushi just. He does what he wants out there, man. Um, this, is, this is a big... You you guys got to give Coda a little bit of leeway. This this is a big culture shock yeah. for him moving yeah. to the States. You know, I mean, we know he's a great pro wrestler. We know that. But the the, the little details and, and, and as it pertains to everything else that we see on TV, you got to give him some time to get used to our customs here. Yeah. AW Mark with a $2 Super Chat. Any 23 months. Thanks for everything. Was front stage tonight. Feeling the pyro and seeing some Sno Scooby Snacks. Got to see Anna J. also. Seeing John live is amazing. Mox that is. Was at the show tonight and got to see some Sky. I mean, when you see Sky, I mean... Can't go wrong there, bro. Uh, he Super Mario Brothers just saw the, the, the Abaddon pick. Like I said, she's... I mean... Yeah, right. 
It's all right. Okay. It's okay. Do, doing her thing. Okay. Hiru with the $10 super chat. Spots like Ibushi getting suplexed on a bicycle and tombstoned on chairs. Don't surprise me. That's why I call AEW an indie promotion. You see ridiculous stuff like that at indie shows. It's ridiculous. Yes, but they're a promotion that is the second biggest in the United States as looking for a massive TV deal here in the United States to rival WWE. At some point, we're going to have to let the fucking kitty games go. Robert Lamar with a $10 Super Chat. You know, if you keep putting the same cast of wrestlers in jobber matches over and over again, all you're telling me is management doesn't think they are ready to move up and face mid-card and main event wrestlers. Joe is a main event wrestler. The guns, I mean, they're not main event guys, but they're certainly, uh, they, they certainly don't need a, a fucking squash match, a job match before full gear. Who are the tag team champions again? Ricky Starks and Big Bill. That's right. Are they are they are they, are they only on collision? Because I have not yeah. seen the tag team champion. Yeah, Miro had a promo tonight too. I forgot to go over that. Miro had a promo about uh, about Lana or CJ. CJ. Yeah. Miro's awesome. The Redeemer. So awesome. Uh Cake. Two dollars super chat. Thoughts on Globe Theater closing. PWG seems done. Uh the owner of PWG is dealing with a. Uh, issue or a close personal issue with his girlfriend i don't know the name of the individual who runs pwg but his girlfriend is apparently suffering from uh, late stage cancer and uh, pwg is not gonna have any shows for the rest of the year he said that they may do something next year so uh, they're they're not doing anything this year i don't think they're done but yeah, uh just just terrible. i mean obviously personal shit comes first i mean wrestling is not that important when it comes to that exactly man uh, Will Chisholm with a five-dollar super chat. I think AEW was on such a high when it first started, but I can't tell when it changed. I know it didn't happen all at once. It happened slowly. Yeah, when Cody left. When Cody and Brandy left. Yeah. I'm in, I'm including Brandy because I sincerely believe that AEW's women's division was at its best when Brandy was backstage as uh, in management. Yeah, I really do. Uh, Robert Lamoa. Super chat. People are calling you homophobic for your criticism of the acclaimed. What? What? You criticize the acclaimed? When the fuck did I do that? And why are you homophobic if you criticize somebody? I, 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 Robert Lamo, you got to fill me in on that because that, that, that legitimately angers me. We've done nothing but praise the acclaimed here, and I've never talked about the acclaimed outside of this podcast here with Jesse. I really hate social media sometimes. I, 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 don't, I don't understand that. No, I love the acclaimed, and I love Anthony Bowens and, and Max Caster. Everyone don't loves the don't, I don't understand this. Uh, Edmund Van Buren with a 14 months. JD, best whiskey you've ever had that most people never heard of. Also, Jesse, best hidden food spot in Chicago. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, Jameson Crested Whiskey. You can only get it in Ireland. Absolutely phenomenal. It don't even taste like whiskey. Well, is that a good thing? Whiskey That's a good thing. Like it... it, it 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 tastes so fucking smooth you don't even realize you're drinking whiskey. The fuck does it taste like? It tastes like whiskey, but it doesn't burn at all. Okay, there you go. All yeah. right. Uh, and best hidden food spot in Chicago. Um, I'm gonna go with this. It's a it's a Mexican grill place. Um, right right by right near Chinatown. Um, off of the expressway. It's called Carbon Mexican Grill. C A R-B-O-N, Carbone Mexican Grill. They have some of the best. Um, they do they do like big burritos and things like that. 
but it's not like a burrito in the tradition that you're thinking, oh, so it's like a big burrito. Way different. The meat is marinated and seasoned to absolute fucking perfection. They don't just dump a bunch of rice and beans like other burritos. They is, they're, it is so fucking good. If my Sounds wife good, is making me hungry. It is so the steak. They they have they have um this steak elote. They get the corn and the sauce and all that shit. And the steak is marinated with the onions and the cilantro. The best burritos I've ever had in my life, ever. Uh Edmund, thank you, brother. Uh Joseph Taylor with a three dollar super chat. Mariah May is very beautiful. And water is wet, Joseph. Thank you. Yeah. There's my wife right there confirming. Yes, it is carbone is amazing. So I have, to, I have to I have to see if we have one here. That sounds delicious. Uh Hollywood guy with a five dollar super chat. Could Nakamura be referring to carrying cross in his promos? He was talking about second chances. It could be, who knows? Uh Nakamura is on Raw, Cross is on SmackDown, and Triple H has uh basically told all of us, without including the bloodline in war games with the judgment day, that the brands will be split. And that there's no crossover. So, no, it's not carrying cross. Uh, and Fred's Game Room with a one month. Been watching your show for the longest. I realized I'm making a big mistake by not being a member. So, here I am. Love your work. Can't wait for 12 months. Fred, thank you, brother. It's finally great to have you in the VIP club, uh, Fred. Thank you so much, man. And seizure your property. $2 super chat. Nah, Jesse, you capping, dog. About what? About what, man? About what? What I do? What is what is Jesse capping about? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta remind. Maybe Carbone. Me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, man. That's maybe that's Carbone. Like Jesse's capping crazy. about Carbone. Okay. Ooh. Anyway, guys, uh, I'm about to get out of here. I got uh, some stuff to do. I want a midnight snack because I'm fucking hungry. Uh, I had a small dinner. I got a piece of uh, coconut custard pie waiting in the refrigerator for me. Uh, but other than that, uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out with Jesse. Uh, great Wednesday, man. Lots of great discussion here. Always enjoy talking AEW with Jesse and you guys here on Off The Script. Follow me on social media on X at JD from NY206. Follow Jesse on X at Shottown Smart. Make sure you guys go check out his impact review tomorrow night on his channel at Shottown Smart on YouTube as well. Go check out the other content on my channel. I'll have more coming tomorrow. Some extras, some news. So you guys are getting upload tomorrow. And then make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below and turn on the bell for notifications. And please don't forget to hit that thumbs up. Would really appreciate it. Helps me out tremendously. Guys, I'll see you tomorrow. And I will see you live for Friday. Smackdown and Collision going head to head. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll see you guys on Friday night. Until then, guys, take care.